Last week on the Warp of the Crown, we left off after Baylor's meeting with Vadrigan Pole, the leader of the Twilight's children. And he was supposed to just go hang out with Hudrigan and look at some cool ghosts. And it's well, not a ghost. It's basically a ghost. It's Is it undead? No, but does a ghost inherently have to be undead, or does it just have to be a ghost? Pretty sure ghost is undead. I'm pretty sure. Shut up, I'm the GM. So, <laughs> <laughs> and a lightning bolt comes undead down. here in a minute. <laughs> I'll show you what a dead boy. <laughs> so, if we cast cure light wounds on it, what happens? It heals. I don't. I don't think that's a ghost. Shut up. Anyway, you... <laughs> I rolled a 36 on my knowledge. You would come back and simply told the party here not really any details of what happened, just that I think it's time we take care of the cult. You went to sleep, rested after a day's successful work, murdering a very powerful and well-supported Earl, and we're waking up the next morning doing what exactly? Party? What is the plan going for today? Going to get my armor back. That is definitely step one. Nell is going to be... I think we have two things that are definitely happening. Nell is going to head out into the town to head to the blacksmith and to get his repaired full plates. And Baylor needs to swing by the Mysterium because he has some... Magical studies of a particular ring that have concluded. Uh, so, no, would you have left right first thing in the morning, like before I would have been done preparing my spells and everything? Yeah, like I'm eating and then leaving. He didn't even, even wash up or anything. He's still wearing his clothes from yesterday. Ripped apart by a sword and hammer smashes. This man wants his full plate back on his body. I'm, like, I'm not taking the scraps of, of what I was wearing with me. I'm, I'm leaving scraps of armor there. I want my... Yeah, I, I just... I, I, I would have grabbed you to show you this. But if you're already gone, you're already gone. Yeah, he doesn't have a spell I mean, I would so be back by the time yeah. you're done prepping. He, he's heading down into town. Uh, uh, if you're is, going and then coming straight back, then... Yannimus is only so big, and with his hurry getting out there early in the morning, he's already had, gotten this paid for. He's just picking up... He's just picking up his dry cleaning. Uh, he would be gone and back again before you were done your hour of spell preparations. Does anybody else right. have anything they want to take care of so immediately early in the morning or any other goals for the day, friends? What are we um, doing? I, uh, we had talked. Who wants... Who has a resistance cloak of plus one who wants to upgrade to plus two? You be me. Because I'm going to give my plus two resistance cloak to somebody else so that I can wear the dimension door cloak the that we got Cape of off. the Mountebank. Mm. Uh, quite an interesting relic that throughout your adventures here has given you significantly more trouble than I think any Pathfinder party has been given by a single magical item. I'll take a plus two. I'm wearing a plus one right now. Yeah. But you know, I can make sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, because I can, I'm going to go out with Baylor and do, use his thing from his, um. We got a lot of stuff to sell. Yeah, we got yeah, stuff to sell. Yeah, and it's going to be a town to shop adventure day for sure. 
uh, yeah. starting off. So, you... Uh, you know how that works, right? That came with the amount of bank once per day. You can dimension door. It's caster level nine, so you can go almost 800 feet with it. Yeah, 795 yeah, feet. Something like that. Yeah, sure. Something around there. 760. So whatever, whatever the number is, I know it's slightly less than 800 because as I looked it up last want. week, and that's all I remember. Which is uh, far enough I, to get you generally out of danger, not far enough to like warp out of a city or anything. And I can take three people with me. It is, it is as dimension door, yes. Yeah, so I, you, I thought it was... Just from my remembrance, I thought it was like personal only dimension door, and I looked at it and I'm nope, like, no, it is, it's it is full, dimension, full door. dimension door. Yep, so she can actually take several people. I'm with sorry, her. did you say all three of the melee characters are suddenly she, in your back? She line? just throws a cape <laughs> over you. <laughs> she just Batmans her and three other people to wherever it is you want to go that particular afternoon. But he's got to hold hands. So mm -hmm. after Nell returns in the morning and uh, these capes are distributed, uh, you come back, Kahina hands you this upgrade so you have a cloak of resistance plus two now you have your full plate repaired and returned to you and Baylor has something he wants to show you i will follow Baylor. take a look so, at the thing yeah i'm well i'm going to take all these broken pieces of the mist mail like I, I would imagine the mist mail is mostly in one piece just like with it's two big rings across yeah, the Yeah, it's front. just a sheet instead of a shirt. Yeah. It's a mismail blanket at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's a vest. Like the entire front's been rendered and there's some like scrap loops that have fallen out of the chain mail that had to be put into a pile. So I've noticed your... How should I put this? You break your armor a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, better no. the armor than the bones. Yes, and previously, not going to go into all the details of how magic works, but repairing things like this is very much opposed to the natural way that I personally have studied magic. But I believe I've reached a point where, and I'm going to cast a spell. Now, as you're casting, I'm going to say, are you going to switch this? Back in time. Oh, that thing, that spell thing is too large. It doesn't show up in my little roll window. <laughs> well, the mist mail is going to gain 36 HP back. Yeah, that's fully repaired. And that is a, yeah, with, with the casting of this spell in just a couple seconds, uh, the magic weaves the links of this chain mail back together as it stitches itself back whole. Uh, and is that fully repaired? 36 on the misspell? I don't think it's fully repaired, but I think it's yeah. close. It is fully repaired? Yes, that no, is, so it is almost It is going to come double. out. It is going to, uh, at the end of just five or six seconds, it has gone from a series of bent, busted pieces of metal loosely dangling from this destroyed uh, chainmail vest back into a fully functioning and, in fact, pristine suit of armor. It only has 25 health. Overheal. Yeah. So, yes, this is strong magic. I'd prefer not to be having to use it every day, but certainly more convenient than running off to the nearest blacksmith and not having your armor for, you know, bards running away from us or what have you. <laughs> I'm going to drop a big coat orders. on the table beside it 
And I'm going to say this is the answer I came up with. And if so I'm you, uh, you flop this giant armored coat onto the table that clearly clunks down with a jingling sound of metal. See, if they can't hit my armor directly, they can't break it. This will get broken instead, and then I just toss it off to the side and keep fighting. Quick solutions. You go into the onion school of self-defense. If you just exactly. put on several layers of armor, <laughs> they have to break through the exterior armor before they can get to the soft, fleshy bits of the interior armor underneath the, the exterior soft, armor. The soft, fleshy bits of the full plate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like you peel open a banana and it's just another fully sealed banana. <laughs> Wait, what's going on here, man? I just opened this thing. <laughs> What? Like you peel open a studded leather banana to reveal a metal-plated banana. <laughs> the enemy's going to get real frustrated with you. Yep. That's the goal. And all you want is a banana. <laughs> they just want the Nell-flavored banana. So with that, the... I missed ask. Oh. Uh, in full plate, is the helmet optional? Uh, no, the helmet is a part of full plate. Full That's plate is, is full plate. Yep. So yeah, you I, I've actually... just been assuming I'm wearing a helmet, but at the same time, I wasn't sure if you had to wear the helmet. I would assume that about the most you can do is have the visor up. That's but what this I is... typically imagine. I don't, I don't imagine the visor specifically has to be down, but you are definitely full medieval knighted up in full plate. Okay. Head to toe. Under there, somewhat, you can somehow still fit a head slot item and a headband <laughs> slot item, but don't worry. Well, I mean, helmets just, aren't like super you just stuff the face. witch hat into your full plate helmet. If the helmet was like right up against your face, then getting hit with blunt stuff would still fully impact you. I'm not positive you understand how armor works. No, if you, blunt if the objects armor are meant to not... death the armor. Yes, but if the, the armor is meant to deflect and cushion, if the armor wasn't against you. It, you might as well have a be inside of a barrel, and they hit the barrel, and you're just gonna slam around inside the armor. It's gonna be just as bad. <laughs> the the armor very much is meant to be as in contact with you as possible. Yeah, the armor. It's but just the helmet. several layers of uh of like, because you don't you don't just have a tin can turned upside down in your head. No, it's cloth you, and you, leather. Yeah, you have like a cloth and leather skull cap under that, and then probably a chainmail coif, and then the actual metal helmet, the full plate helm on top of that. Lock yep. into your cuirass. And that's still, that's going to be against the padding to cushion it. And the main goal of the armor is that it's rounded and shaped in ways to deflect blows entirely and to stop pointy things from hitting your fleshy bits. But it is very much a relatively snug fit. Magical items. This and has been the armor class. So. <laughs> I have a lot of those. This has been. <laughs> The armor class, armor class. Because that's what AC stands for. Anyway. I get it. Thank you. I got it thank too, you. actually. I appreciate you guys. So anyway, <laughs> the mist mail is fully repaired. And Nell has brought along an entirely separate exterior armored coat to throw. And we're going full penguin mode. Full knight's plate with an armored scale coat over the outside of that 
which isn't going to make you any more difficult to hit, but it is going to make another layer of armor they have to destroy to destroy your armor. So, I mean, it does what it does. After that, at that point, everyone's spells would be prepared for the day, and you said you guys wanted to go sell things. So I imagine over the next few hours, you're going to head out into Yonmas' markets with whatever goods you have that you want to sell, and the flow of gold through Yonmas is simple enough that I will save us the time of having to try and find purchasers for your assorted magical weapons, potions, whatever it is you want to get rid of. Uh, it, you don't have anything value enough, valuable enough, you would have a hard time finding a buyer in Yonmas' crowded center. So, whatever you want to sell, uh, you just, of course, get the half value of it back in gold pieces. And I get well, slightly more than that. You get slightly more than that, right? Because you still have your uh, continuous operation going. I don't remember what the number was, but I'm going to hope you do. Because 16%. Good, because I sure as hell don't know how much it was that you were supposed to get. I definitely don't recall that. So you get 16% more than 50%, which would be 58% of the total, I believe. Because it's not 16% of the whole amount. It's 16% of the 50 you're getting. So yep. it'd be 58% of the total. So yeah, take everything you want to sell, times it by 0.58. That's how much gold you can end up with. And while you're doing that, Baylor, I'm sure, is at some point going to be, if not taking some of this to the Mysterium to sell, swinging by to talk with Merzad about the ring he had left over there. Yes? Hmm. I would probably yes. go along on the selling escapade and ask if we could get a belt that makes you stronger. Because I so, know we have a belt that makes you faster. None of you have been pre-vetted to visit the Mysterium other than Baylor, I believe. Uh, I wasn't allowed in because I refused to turn over my weapon. Because they are very particular and careful with their clientele. And I'm reminded, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was only Baylor who went and got vetted to go to the Mysterium. So none of the rest of you... Took the time, yeah. yeah, none of the rest of you are actually allowed inside. Uh, if you want to be vetted, you can set up appointments for that, but unless he's going to wait on getting the Ring of Mind, the Cursed Ring of Mind shielding back, it's going to be just Baylor for now. Uh, I was going to let him go. I was going to go along for the shopping part. And oh, yeah, I assume around. you're all going along for the assorted shopping and whatnot. So as you enter the Mysterium and again you go through the process of you hand over all of your various magical goods. If you cast Mage Armor in the morning it's just a habit at this point. They have you dismiss Yeah, I, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, what any magical effects they make sure that you dismiss and they have you put on the inhibiting choker. Allow you inside and back into the back room where you had initially met with Mirzad in the first place to acquire the diamond the material components, the focus for the raise of dead that Nell needed. And after a few minutes, Mazad enters the room with a small wooden case, closes the door behind him, and sets it down on the table before taking a seat across from you. This is an interesting item you've brought me, Salamis. We've spent a few days using the best of our magics and our divinations to determine the source of this curse or corruption that has taken this ring. As far as I can tell, whatever spirit or soul it is 
that's locked inside this ring is tied innately with the workings of it, the piece's enchantment itself. That is to say, there is no way to remove this spirit without dispelling the ring's effects entirely, reverting it to a mundane item of no real value. So, first, we apologize for that. I understand. It's not always... Yeah. <laughs> Magic is a complicated art, and I, I suspect from what I've gleaned, the circumstances of this ring's creation were far from ordinary. Now, that said, I do believe the ring to be entirely safe. In a... Per, what put, could perhaps be a twist of ironic fate, whatever this entity inside the ring is, is sealed by the same enchantment that would shield your own mind were you to bear the ring. In other words, the ring's initial enchantment prevents its current occupant from being able to exert any form of control over its bearer. I do not know if this alleviates your concerns, truly, but it seems safe. The only thing we can surmise that it actually has the ability to do is to communicate telepathically with the ring's wielder. Now, as this is not a possession of the Mysterium, I both did not wish to risk the livelihood of any of our arcanists or diviners further, nor to intrude upon the privacy of one of our customers. Uh, we have not made any attempt to contact the being inside the ring. But take this information with you as you will. And he slides the box back across the table to you and opens it up. And you can see in a fairly simple set that same massive purple crystal set in a silver ring. Looking as ordinary as it ever has. I'll nod and reach and pick the ring back up. Look it over and... I am glad to know for sure, at least, that it is not dangerous. The being in the ring, whatever it was, very much believed itself so. And before we had realized that it did have this oddity to it, a merchant we sold it to had put it on and had to run to a church screaming about being cursed an understandable reaction i would imagine to a sentient talking ring especially if he, they were in no way trained in the workings of magic and were inclined to believe whatever this being had said i will tell you what i do know about the entity though what we could determine from our divinations it's not much as, again, the connection of the enchantment inside the ring of the mind, mind shielding itself prevents us from making much contact with it via normal detection techniques. But it is truly and powerfully evil. That much we could determine. 
where you sense no particular hard weight towards lawful or chaotic axes, but certainly it is a being of evil. But again, though, harmless, as long as it stays within that ring. I could have more or less guessed as much on the evil from my own interactions putting it on. I am glad to hear that it does not seem to have any more control as it claimed it did. It is fortunate, to be sure, as such a cursed object, if it did possess abilities of possession or puppeteering the magical means, uh, at a worst-case scenario, if this had been the focus for some sort of magic jar spell, it could be a truly dangerous artifact, but I see no reason. We have pursued every conceivable course to determine any danger this ring may pose, and... It has seemed almost strangely mundane. We're sorry, Sir Lamus. No, no, this information is more than enough. I would ask, would, I'd have to speak with my companions, of course, but would the Mysterium be interested in this ring if we chose to get rid of it at some point? We would certainly acquire the ring from you. Uh, even in its current state, it is still a powerful artifact of mind shielding, one that is in relatively high demand among the nobles, not just of Yonmus, but of Taldor, as you can very well expect. However, given its current state, it would probably be worth slightly less than the price for a similar but less possessed ring. Of course. And then at that, is there anything else you want to ask him? About your ring specifically? Uh, nothing about the ring, really? no. Other than if he wants to give me a ballpark price on what they might offer me for it. I'd give you like 3000 for it instead of the normal 4000 All right. So if you want to sell it to him, you can do that, and you still get 16% more than that from your operation if you want. I don't know if you're still living that dream of someday returning this to the, the merchant in Murat that never got we, his money. We got a different one. That's true. You actually have a completely different ring of mind shielding now, uh, which, of course, that one he would buy at the, the standard market price with no... Uh, well, no that one there. I could return to the merchant. Be like, sorry. I oh, you want to give him one. the normal one. I see. Uh, you want to give this man a free upgrade. <laughs> All right. Well, fair it, enough. It's what we sold him. That is true. That is true. It's what you sold him in the first place. You're I making, want to make good on what I did. Making good on your original dealing with the man. Admirable. Lawful. Baylor. <laughs> so, outside of that, uh, the rest of your goods, you find no real difficulty in, like I said, no difficulty in selling. And throughout the morning and into the beginning of the afternoon, you traipse around the various markets, shops, and stalls, and come back with Significantly heavier purses, I would imagine. How much do you? How much gold are you gonna have at the end of this? So, I'm sure Nell would be the main one speaking up against this. If I try to sell this ring, so I'm gonna talk to him. We can get three thousand gold for this ring. Well, I mean, after hearing that the ring is nothing special, like, 
I'm assuming you nothing special. It's a ring it. of mind shielding that comes with a bonus friend. What do you mean nothing special? Well, my interaction with him wasn't exactly fantastic, so I don't think it's anything special. You think an idiot has the ring wasn't a special interaction? Hello? <laughs> anyway. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to getting rid of it if you think it's the right thing to do. I think we could do much better with almost 3,500 gold than carrying around a dumb ring. <laughs> yeah. Who thinks it can control you? I would ask you about a belt that does what Dara's belt does. But for strength. But for strength. You don't how much money? Health? How much money do you have after uh, selling all of the? A lot you... more than I actually thought we'd end yeah, up. Yeah, you with. have you have a lot of magic. You've put, collected yeah. a lot of various magical weapons and armor, especially from tall grasses. Oh, uh, did you sell the mithril shirt as well? Yes. Okay. So what are we at? Just over twenty six thousand. Oh, baby! So can I get? Yeah. A ring. Wait, with that, okay. that thing we talked about. Yeah. I believe so we can do that. I have a ring you. of protection plus two to replace my. A ring of resistance plus. Resi two. Resistance. Excuse me. Ring of resistance plus two. Because I got rid of my cloak. They make those cloaks here. in ring form. They're just more expensive. Fancy. Really. I didn't actually yeah. know that. And I'm not wearing that. anything on my fingers, so... What's it 50% more expensive to swap it to a ring slot. All right, so I'm going to lay down a law here. I'm not letting you guys buy specific items from other adventure pets. Uh, I'm I'm not letting you Is source that from things. something specific? It's, it's from a specific AP, it looks like. Oh, um, oh is it? It's from the Flooded Cathedral. Uh, which oh. is book three of Ruins of Asland. I'm not gonna, yeah, oh. I'm not gonna let us buy campaign-specific items from other APs. So uh, we didn't realize that's what that was. Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna veto that one, but otherwise, for anything, it's from any of the other uh, Pathfinder splat books. You, you're good to go. It's really my only line for buying items. Right. Is, is there, there's so there's no ring of resistance. There is not a ring of resistance. No. So a cloak is the only way that, the only form that comes in. For the the bonus saves, there are. Uh, I'm sure Baylor would be aware. I'm sure there's iron stones that do that. I'm almost positive there's a saves iron stone. There is a, an iron stone that gives you a resistance bonus. Yes. Yeah, I'm positive. Let me. Yes, there is the amber spindle, the amber spindle ion stone. Uh, it's actually completely slotless, but it's Close around your head. It's 10k for being completely, uh, completely slotless because it, it yeah just floats around your head like a magical little rock. All right, you can have as many of them as you want. Yeah, they, well, they, around your head. They, uh, they, they do stack with themselves, which is why they're so expensive. It's what's like as far as I'm aware, the only resistance bonus that can stack with other well itself, not other resistance bonuses, but you can have like five and it would give you plus five to all your saves. It's actually kind of nuts if you have unlimited money. You can make your saves ridiculous by just becoming a huge an orbital <laughs> center of amber spindle ion stones. Now but, keep uh, in mind, any ion stone floating around your head is considered an attended object that can be destroyed. Yeah, I mean I don't it, it, it Buy can. a wayfinder for fifty gold and yeah. stick it in your yeah, pocket. Stick it in, yeah, but I mean, well, so are all of the rest also, of your magical items. Any magical item can be sundered. So it's but ion stones specifically can just be snatched from that's the air. They can. They. I don't think they. Well, they can. You can steal them. Steal combat action, but you can do that with rings. 
stuff too. So I mean, that's not it's not a huge negative any more than any other magical item is. I mean, typically the well, it's much easier to steal an ion stone than a ring. I don't. There's I'm pretty a, sure you can't. Steal there's an a ion penalty stone. to the if it comes up, we'll hand. look at it. I'm almost yeah. positive you can't actually steal action an ion stone. Uh, but you can attack it is the only downside. You don't have to sunder. You can attack it like it's a separate target. It has its own AC and everything, so it's just a separate thing floating around your head. But again, people that are trying to kill you are typically trying to kill you. Not really. <laughs> Screw that guy. I'm, I'm going to lose this fight. I'm going to break that little rock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't That's see that funny. coming if somebody's up. somebody's just that often. petty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to win, but I'm going to make Mercatus. you sad. Mercatus. He's not a problem anymore, but he was that petty. The trail. Anyway, that exists. But other than that, the only easy way to get a resistance bonus that I know of is a cloak of resistance. But you, you don't have to spend all this money right now. I don't want to spend a ton of stream time researching new items, but obviously we could look for other solutions between sessions. Uh, I just don't want things that are pulled specifically from other APs. Yeah, I, I just saw the item and didn't realize where it was from. All right, that's fair. That's just, I'm just, we'll just put that line there now, and now we have the line. Now we know where the line is. Because uh, that's, uh, so is there anything else? You, you do have 26,000 gold now for the first How time. The healing ones? We could probably use some of those, huh? 750 for a cure light wounds one? 750 for a light. And it's the most economical because you could buy a moderate, but it's like 2,500 for twice as much healing. It's better to buy three lights and just use a bunch of charges and just tell how many hits of six health you want but uh yeah you could certainly rep your healing wands are starting to get somewhat low you could purchase another couple wands of cure light wounds uh if nobody has anything they want right this second again we I mean, can I do would... the searching between sessions i know no wanted a belt uh, yes uh, either a belt of physical might or just a belt of giant strength well giant strength is 4k i know that one physical might is also 10k uh, it's up to you guys. You don't want mighty constitution? Oh, no, that's what the physical might would be for. Plus con, plus strength. Because plus dex does nothing for me right now. With something that is 10k, I'm going to say, like, that at that end, that's that stuff up in the range. Technically, and I'll say this to the, uh, the audience here, because we are playing for Paizo, we stick, we try to stick as rules as written as we usually can. Technically, rules is written in Yanmas. If you wanted to buy a potion of cure light wounds, you have to roll to see if you can find one, and it's like a 75 or 80 percent chance. I generally ignore that because I'm positive you can find a freaking ignore it for the lower. Stuff. I ignore it for the low end. When we're getting up into 10k items. I am gonna make you roll to see if you can find one in Yanmas. It's right, not. It's not guaranteed that a ring of physical perfection, strength, and con is gonna be laying around uh, somewhere to be purchased. Well, you can change the bonus between two, any two. I know, that's what I'm saying. I was, I was just guessing at what you wanted. Was I, guess, I was guessing strength and con was Were what you going for. Yeah. Were we going to buy another wand to cure light wounds? I will definitely I, let you just buy one to cure light wounds that are rolling to see if they're in this. I'm not against a wand to cure light. If you want to go ahead. And... Six charges left on the one we had. Yeah, it definitely is not a bad idea to get well, another now one. go to 56. So yep. what do you want me to roll just to see if there's even one available? Uh, that is just going to be a D100. And if you roll between 75 and 80, I guess I'll look up the actual roll. Hopefully we won't hit that 5% zone where I'm not sure what it is. 
uh, with a five, <laughs> that you would definitely not be able to find the belt of physical perfection that you were looking for. In physical might. Uh, physical might's only 4K. You can have a might. Pe perfection's no, the physical might is fil two. Might's a two, my bad. Uh, perfection's all three. Uh, you would not yeah. be able to find, uh, on a five on a D100, you would not be able to find a strength and con belt of physical might. Uh, I don't think he can find his own belt right now. No. <laughs> None of those would be available for sale as you were looking around uh, acquiring new goods and selling the ones that you've collected in your journeys. <laughs> With a five, you can't even find a mundane belt. All the belt shops are like out of out of business. <laughs> they were really heavily hit by the plague of nightmares. They're still trying to recover. The leather shipments from Kazmaron that supplied the main belt stores in Yonmus were very highly targeted by the Kadirian bandit raids. So Yonmus Yon is of completely out of belts. <laughs> I mean, it I would a, settle for a belt of giant strength, and I can put a thousand. It's the pants it. cataclysm out here. Uh, but you could find a belt of giant strength. So, that so if you I'll, want that, I'll that's put a thousand 4, of my own gold towards it. Just take uh, the other right. so three take out of three k. So you're down to twenty three. The only thing I want is some potions for myself. My own supply is getting a little low. Okay, uh, I assume the potions you want would probably be relatively easy to find as well. Uh, what do you want, like potions to cure moderate wounds, or are you looking for just quick heals? Uh, is it are, isn't light more effective for as far as price goes? Light is more effective as far as price goes. When you're looking for potions, like as a wand, did my as GM advising sure. you and your play, I'm mad game you bit here. With a <laughs> wand, you're pretty much just looking for efficiency. You want the most health to come out of your gold points between battles to heal you up. With yeah. a potion, with it's a an emergency. Potion, yeah, with a potion, you're pulling it out mid combat because you're about to die. Good so. Point. It's a, uh, it's definitely more worth buying like moderate, and there's even cure serious wounds potions. That's three d eight plus five. Uh, bigger potions have a purpose. Bigger wands, eh, you didn't buy the moderate. They're, they're nice one. to you find just, as loot. Yeah, they're nice to find, but okay, I wouldn't so buy anything like, but a cure light wounds one. What, what's a moderate run? And what and what do we roll? Moderate's three hundred gold. It'll give you two d eight plus three. A serious is 750 gold. It'll give you 3d8 plus 5. And lights are what, 50? Lights are 50. And it's d8 plus 1. And they're moderate's 250 is what you what Moderate's you 300. Oh, 300 gold. Yes. And it's 2d8 plus 3 is the hill. And you could buy as many of those as you wanted in Yonmus. Those would be a, an incredibly common item in its markets. Can't find any belts. Potions of moderate wounds, though. We got you. Uh, Someone's currently trying to corner the belt market. Someone was behind this. It yeah, was part right. of Mercondus's plan. It was a two-step, uh, a two-pronged attack to demoralize the city of Yonvis before he came in to save them. He was Horrible, trying to... crippling nightmares that incapacitated you at a physical level <laughs> and the inability to keep your pants up. It's just he was trying to catch him with their pants down. Uh... That's how he got. That's how he got in the first place. That's why no one caught on to the Kadir bandit, bandits. They were almost too preoccupied with having to hold their pants up everywhere they walked. It's been a, a truly troubling time in the Avon Prefecture. I'm gonna go on ahead and hand a potion over to Baylor. Just looking through all the stuff I have on my person, I realize I have this potion from forever ago. I'm gonna hand it over to him. Say here, next time we see some lions, drink this. 
Just a potion of hide from animals. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that is the potion of not getting eaten by lions. Pay attention, Miller. All right. Uh, anything else b before we move on from the shopping for the day? Anything else anyone wants to acquire uh, uh, off the top of your head? Because, again, we, can, we have all the time in the world to look up between sessions, but I don't want a huge amount of a session to be... I mean, it's inevitable in a Pathfinder campaign. You have the inventory stop every now and then where you figure out oh. how much gold you have and what you want to buy, but I want to minimize the amount of that we have on the cast. I'd What's like to buy a cast of restoration. Or lesser. Wh uh, whichever one it is. It is full restoration. We have the materials for that already. And you We do... already spent the thousand to get the dust for it. Yes, so... you do have the dust. So all you need to do is provide for the spell casting. Uh, which is a third level spell? I'm gonna double check on that actually. Second. Lesser restoration. Lesser is a second. Lesser, I think, yeah, so I it's, think third. it's fourth. I, uh, I think it might actually be fourth. You're right. A spell, this is one of the ones I should probably get in my head, but I don't. It is in fact fourth. So a fourth level spell need to be cast by a seventh level caster. The 28, so 280 gold for the casting with your 20% discount from the Church of Abadar. He pulls out his abacus to do some quick maths. And says that 224 gold is what you will end up paying for the second restoration to finally remove the second negative level that you have had since the Sanguine Brothers Slaughterhouse. I could just pay for that myself. Paying for that yourself? Yeah. With that, finally, Nell is back to normal fighting form. Second negative level removed. Don't get another one in the next week. <laughs> yep. I'll find uh, a way. Second level scrolls to be copying into my spell book. Okay. I'm going to have to roll for those or... Uh, second level scrolls, you could... Uh, well, what is the spell? Are you looking for something crazy obscure? Uh, one, one, one of them is kind of crazy obscure. What is it? Well, the, the easy one would be Force Anchor. Oh. Okay. And Force Anchor, you would probably just be able to find, yes. Sure. I get the name of this right. I just rolled all of your dice. This is the first time I'd actually opened my stream view for this. So I just rolled <laughs> all the dice from your greater make all from the beginning of the stream. I've been sitting here for five minutes trying to figure out what the heck my stream window was and <laughs> disregard me. Nope. Anyway, continue. Uh, Force Anchor, I'd say you could just find. What's the other one? Is that was that the obscure one? Or is the other one the obscure? No, one? that was the, that was the easy one. Okay. Uh, drain construct. That's a pretty specific spell. Yeah, uh, that that was the one I was iffy about. Drain construct. I am going to make you roll for. Roll me a d100 to see if you can find that one. You've got the Mysterium, so I'll give you a bit of a bonus here. Don't That's worry, I got out the, the bad With a 98, you actually can find the guy who invented the spell in the first place to teach it to you personally. So, like... He just happens is, to work at the Mysterium. He's like, oh, as of course we have scrolls with those. I was actually, uh, my father pioneered that spell back in uh, 4691. Uh, I know the inner workings of it at a, at a fundamental level, how the spell was structured, of course. Yes, they're going to assist you in learning this. Uh, yeah, you can definitely find a scroll of Drain Construct. All right. On today's episode of Spells I Didn't Know Exists, 
please ignore the GM googling drain construct. Continue. You, you know, I get the feeling there might be a construct in our near future. Might that be giving us drain. a bit of a problem. And what makes you think that, Baylor? You didn't tell us about it. We don't. I mean, no, it's no, kind of fishy no, that you. I haven't told you about it yet. I. I want you're, to. You're going shopping, and I'm perusing. I'm pretty sure I would notice you would buy a scroll of whatever that was. Not if it was well, in no, the he bought that in the Mysterium. No, I was uh, in there with him. Darn it! Okay, you got me there. So we're we're still above nineteen thousand. I have one kind of big thing I would be after, and I don't know if anybody else wants anything. I mean, if want, we've Bill? got that much. I would consider plus wanting my armored coat, maybe. Let's hear what his thing is, and then yeah, let, let's see what yours is first. Uh, magic Rubik's cube. Oh, want your thing, yeah. Um, what is that like the the box from? What's it actually called? Laser? Something puzzle box. Numerology cylinder. Numerology cylinder. I wasn't even close. Baylor the item. So you want to find a numerology cylinder. Yeah, that, that, that is the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head that I would like right now. A 5,000? Yeah, it's a 5,000 gold magical item that is a Rubik's leagues cube. beyond Rubik's Cube. Like, this is like a 4D Rubik's Cube. Magic Rubik's which Cube. Which is meant for study more than for solving. Uh, it lets you understand mathematics at a level beyond what is normally possible through mundane means without a lifetime of study. So, you, if you can, if you aren't smart enough to utilize this device, it can help you understand the inner workings of the universe and functionally give you a plus two inside bonus on your caster level for caster level checks. Nori votes that we buy that because I want to see him play with it and then I'm going to take it when he's not looking and try to mess with it myself. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, there I, is I, no I reason you could, two people couldn't use this. I mean, there, there is one reason because of what happens if you fail. That's true. If you fail to use it, nobody can use it for 24 hours. So just oh, make sure. That's the Wait. worst. Thing. I, I'm, I'm not going to tell that to Inori. I'm no, just going to do it first. first. Wait, I, I wouldn't be able to use it? <laughs> All right, uh, give me give me the D100. Give me D100. This is an obscure enough item. Yeah, I figured. D100 to see if you can find one of these in the Mysterium. Uh, and Ooh. with an 88, yes. If you would like to purchase a numerology cylinder for 5,000 gold, you can certainly find money on this. If nobody else has any upset, uh, any objections? objections, I could talk today. I mean, if you're spending that much on something that cool i have no problem with that that's awesome it's kind of awesome. i mean it's gonna look to everyone else like he's uh what he's purchasing here is a cylinder about a foot long with eight octagonal faces and a dozen concentric rings 
almost like a, a planetary model down the entire length of the thing. Each ring can be spun independently and the whole cylinder's different uh, chambers as it's divided can be rotated as well into nearly infinite combinations. The thing is inscribed up, inscribed up and down the lengths on all faces of the octagonal prism and on each side of the, uh, the outer side of the rings with numbers. And they're not sequential numbers. Uh, without a sufficient intelligence check, you can't even tell what the organization of the numbers on this device is. <laughs> much less how to use the thing to gain a deeper understanding of the universe. Yeah. That sounds like a bunch of sextants all taped together. That's kind of a bunch of sextants all taped together. <laughs> That's not horribly inaccurate. Like just a bunch of, of three-dimensional things you can turn, twist, move around. Pretty all much. All these different shapes and numbers. That, that, yeah, it's really cool. It's a Rubik's octagonal prism. <laughs> and also there's 12 rings around the outside of it. It is a truly impressive-looking device, and uh, and if a wizard's asking for it, you could probably guess it's got something to do with magic. Is. I'm unclear on how exactly this item is magical, personally, but I'm sure Baylor, with his 24 or whatever intelligence, probably understands. I mean, the 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 like workings of numbers has a lot to do with magic too. Yeah, it's I mean, like magic how, is like, a science in, in Pathfinder. Like, yeah. that's literally what wizardry is. You only understand magic because you have studied it. Like, you're not a sorcerer. You don't have any inherent... You're not Harry Potter. You didn't wake up one morning and start shooting fireballs out of your nose. You only understand how to manipulate magic because of dedicating your life to study. And understanding... Uh, that is that is wizard magic and, and a magist magic as well. Is it, it comes from a thorough understanding. I'm still unclear as Squidish the GM on how that makes this device magical, but whatever. I mean, it's also just a magical item. There is magic in it. You can cast detect magic on it. And That's what I mean. That's magic. what I mean. I don't understand how the device, what the magic, what, how exactly it's enchanted. <laughs> My personal int score is not high enough to use the numerology <laughs> cylinder, obviously. I would only succeed on it at, at best, like a 17 on the die. So let me... Roll my D100. Let me roll mine here. 68. I got no freaking clue how numerology soldier works. <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain right. it to you, but Baylor understands it. So We've, we're at like 14 and a half K if anybody else has anything they would like right now. If you want to get the plus one shaman on your armored coat, that is only 2,000 gold. That's not bad. 2,000 gold Wait. to get the one AC back. Isn't it 1,000? Is it 1,000 plus one in armor? I thought weapons were two. I thought weapons were four. I don't know any of these tables. Uh, let me see. It might be 1,000. It's 1,000. Okay, 1,000 then. Bonus squared times 1,000 and bonus squared You're right. I two. thought armor one was two and weapon one was four. But no, armor yeah. one is one, weapon one is two. So yeah, it'd be 1,000 of the 14,000 if you want to just get the plus one applied to your new armored coat. That's easy. I mean, that sounds like a fantastic thing. And the good news is magically enhancing a piece of armor is way easier than physically repairing one, so that would just be done while you're out shopping. You don't have to leave it with a wizard for a week or anything so he could do uh, weird voodoo on it. Kahina does not have a magic weapon. Kahina does that not is have also a magic something weapon. we should do. Would you like a magic weapon for 2,000 gold? I would like a magic weapon for 2,000 gold. How much is plus two? Uh, plus two is 8,000 gold. It goes up exponentially. I mean, honestly, I think that'd be worth it. The, the glaive? Yeah. 
glaive hits like a truck. Is it? Would it be cheaper to buy a new glaive or have hers? It doesn't hit that hard. Yeah, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's not like it's a multiplier off how much damage the weapon does. Yeah. You're gonna add a flat amount to their attack and damage rolls. So I wouldn't mind having. It doesn't need to be that crazy. The just the new, the magic glaive would be nice. Yeah. So Plus one thousand gold for Nell's uh, armored coat, and two thousand gold for Kahina's plus one glyph. I'm holding out until we have enough that I can burn 12 grand because I want a greater hat of disguise. That is probably a fantastic investment. Uh, I can cast Alter Self on myself and be someone completely different for us to sneak into places and do things. That would be ex exceptionally useful in the war for the cut, I would imagine. But with that, shopping hour has closed. <laughs> hope you all purchased what you wanted and with you you would be done your various adventures here retrieving the ring uh, and offloading your old things and collecting your new things by early afternoon and what is the next step uh, what's next on the agenda team how's how's my how my people doing setting up our counter cult so it doesn't take a lot of time. All you're really doing, I, I may not have explained this particularly well, the competing cult isn't, they're not literally starting another cult. What you're trying to do is get word of a competing cult out to draw the attention of the Twilight's children. So spreading rumors and hearsay takes virtually no time. So they're ready whenever you, whenever you need them. How many agents did you send on this operation? How many agents? And I, I realized uh, I'm not going to retcon previous ones, but I did do this slightly wrong. You can only send agents from the facet that pertains to the operation. So you can't send all your agents, but you can send all of your charm agents because this is a charm operation. I don't know Pretty if you have Pretty sure all my agents are only in charm. Fair enough. You, you technically have one in something else because one we all... So all your agents... One whatever, subterfuge. Yeah, whatever your, uh, whatever your total... Charm so, facet is times two is the most you can send. And the more you send, the more likely the operation is to be successful. You can send all of them. It's not a risky operation. It'd be 12, I believe. You charm yeah, six? Yeah, I have 12 I can send because I, I have two that are subdiffuse. Okay, so do you have all 12 of them working on setting up this competing cult? Uh, Sure, why not? Yeah, it's kind of like a why not. There's, It's not a risky operation. There's no chance you're going to lose them. They got nothing else to do. Yeah, they're bored. They're hanging out in Yonmas trying to figure out <laughs> how they already, can help. We've already dealt with Mercondus. Yeah, you've solved all the city's problems, and these people are more than eager to assist you. So whenever you're ready, whenever you want, uh, they can basically put this plan into action. And the goal of this is to draw the attention of the Twilight's children. Uh, specifically to draw some of their members out to investigate with whatever you want to do with that. We, I, I agree we should do it like a day or so before we decide we're going in and then that way um, they can create the buzz that they're going to do something big bigger well, than the, the Twilight children could ever do and see while we're out today we could have them do their thing and then we could just go in tomorrow uh, it's fine with me Baylor. I I had the idea of now that what was the girl's name from the 
Hill, who was hiding out there. Uh, there Lieutenant John Rick. Yes, I would like to speak with Lieutenant John Rick, and possibly, I know she's probably feeling more against Pytherius now, but offering her a little more incentive to continue working on Eutropia's side rather than anyone else. Okay. Uh, she, at this point, will have obviously come out of hiding. Uh, Dara has been working with her and working with the Mercantile Council and Baron Kustios himself to try to basically rebuild the Talden Horse, uh, try to find new recruits, replace what was lost, and Lieutenant John Reck, who is now Commander John Reck, is at the head of that. But after what you've done, you would easily be able to get a moment of the commander's time and you could meet with her. Is this something, uh, what do you want to do exactly? What are you, what are you aiming for? I would like to offer her her elephant back. Is And is a couple possible? of her soldiers as well. I... I don't know much of magic, but I... Is this something that could be done? It is not guaranteed. It is something I can make an attempt at. Uh, so the hell's with guarantees? If there's any chance, of course! Uh, anything I can do. We can... I have the spell ready, we can head out there, and I can make my try it may get slightly strange if i have difficulty with it but the elephant and i believe nine soldiers or eight soldiers potentially i can try to do today all right uh if you want to spend the rest of your day riding out with commander john rec to or vestikar and back, uh, you would get back around nightfall. You can certainly do that. Does anybody want to go with Baylor and Jenrick? I would go. Dara, no? Magic uh, of this caliber is interesting. Inori, I would like to witness this. Inori and Kina? I'm going to pull Inori aside and be like, hey, want to go see if there's some assassins who wouldn't mind, you know, taking down an occult leader? We might be able to work that angle. Uh, we could. I just got to train for an hour or two, and then we could do that. All right. That sounds good. So with the... Uh, as the day moves to evening, Bilor, Nell, and Dara ride out uh, back once more to Ervesticar Manor. We'll take the extra horses with us just in case. And uh, how many horses do you own? Oh, you Currently, haven't gotten rid of your old horses. Did you get rid yeah, of we them? Haven't, we haven't gotten rid of them yet, I don't believe. You have a crap ton of horses at this point because you stole a bunch <laughs> from tall grasses. So, got yeah, you've got a, you have an entire stable. Uh, so you bring a bunch of extra horses. And they're and, these guys' horses. Yeah, yeah. They're actually, they're horses. <laughs> exactly. And as you get out there, uh, as you approach Orvestikar, Commander Jonrek is near completely silent like she is absolutely and totally focused on well, whatever it is that we're about to do she does not easily betray her emotional state 
but you reach the manor. Elephants still rearing out front and statues of the men still spread throughout. Exactly as you had left them before. Uh, some half-painted. And she hasn't been back here since that specifically, but she did at least know this was a thing that was going to be happening. She'd been warned. But she still doesn't seem horribly ready to see it. But, Baylor, go ahead and roll me your check here. Well, I'm going to tell him I have a little bit of setup to do first, and some of these may be slightly too far away for the magic to reach. I believe Nell and if Jonrek wants to help, we can move everything a little bit closer to make sure I can reach the elephant and, and also... The statues are in no way rooted to the ground at all, so yeah, you would easily be able to carefully move some of the statues near to the front of Orvestikar, like you said, nine of them, out around her elephant. So they're all the very close range together. And then first, I'm going to cast a spell on myself. Okay. You are going to first cast heightens, heightened awareness. That makes sense to me. And you immediately feel all your senses kind of hone in and focus with this magic. And then I'm going to pull out the cylinder. Can I assist with this? So is, no. You know, let me say, because the point is to get your own personal understanding. So I think you have to do okay. this very much by yourself. Uh, you cast one spell as the statues have all been arranged. And then pull out this object. John Rick, still very emotionless and focused, doesn't even seem to notice. He is staring intently at the group of statues, waiting for something to happen. Roll me your magical Rubik's Cube check. With a 40 on Knowledge Arcana, you absolutely uh, manipulate Blow that this. away. Yeah, you, just, you blow this away. This, this is not so much a puzzle for you as it is a tool uh, to further understanding. And with a few twists and turns, it don't seem to mean anything to anybody else. Revelations fill your mind. Just several seconds of turning the different numbers, looking it over before finally sitting there and just kind of slowly nodding. And as you do, as you find this final arrangement, a faint shimmer of energy flashes across this uh, this cylinder and, and some of the numbers, and again, to anyone else seemingly random order, start to glow. And then I'm going to be like, alright, this is going to take a minute. I'm going to visualize myself succeeding at this check. Use my once a day to roll twice and then begin this full minute long cast. And as you begin to weave your spell and your incantations here, 
your magic starts to flow into the statues and roll me a caster level check. There's my first attempt. Gets a 22. Is that, that's without everything? Yep, okay. With yep. a 22, you focus. But this Medusa was more powerful than most. It's a stronger petrification than what would come from a normal Medusa of her kind. The stone does not give way to hurricane working. Got so. my second roll, because did that even happen? And reaching out into time, you don't see an alternative where your magic can outdo hers. So you've got your so, daily reroll back. I think that's all you got left I'm, for trying this. Nope. Though. No? I am going to tear myself out of time even further and reverse myself a full minute of casting. And as everything starts to warp and distort, it undoes. And you're standing there before you would even cast the spell. <laughs> Like everyone just sees very quickly all the motions yeah, of the spell yeah. go completely To everyone backwards. else, yeah, to, to John Rack, Dara, and Nell, uh, again, in, in at incredible speed, he rewinds, doing the motions of the incantation, sounding almost demonic in reverse in an instant before he stands there where he was before he had begun the spell. And this, kinda... this is odd enough to get John Rack's attention. Yeah, I just grip my head. Breathing deeply. And she looks like glances over at you, but doesn't say anything immediately. I'm gonna try again. And once again, weave this counter enchantment. What may be the final try here? A 19 still is not enough to cause the stone to give way. I'll do it again. <laughs> and you have two castings? It's... Or... It's, I, as an immediate action, I can spend points from my temporal pool when I fail a spell to get it back. He's and again... Throw all so of the dice. He warps once more back through time, rewinding to the beginning of the incantation before he starts it again. And you just watch as Baylor appears to be locked in a time loop as he does this minute-long incantation, weaves this magic, and then rewinds in seconds, and then does it again and rewinds in seconds, and then does it again. Definition of insanity. Baylor. This is the second to last time I can try this today. Do you still have the hero point I gave you? Yeah, I, yeah, d I do. I do. Table reroll. A twenty-three. You feel the enchantment start to give way. You watch as color starts to fill slowly this elephant's body. And the solid rock gives way to a lighter skin gray as the color of flesh starts to fill 
these statues, as most of these uh, soldiers were the newer ones and are largely unpainted, uh, their gear begins to regain the color of metal and leather. And after a few moments... Literally gonna sit down holding my head as it <laughs> is going through. After a few moments, the elephant lets out a noise as it turns its head and with two massive stomps, puts its forelegs down and uh, looks around very much confused, starting to turn in a circle almost like a dog who doesn't understand what happened. And all at the same starts to uh, take over many of the men. As they start to move, blink a couple times, raise hands to their heads, the one with the smile on his face near the door, weak it! And he just looks around. What happened? John Rick is still standing there next to you, watching all of this take place. And he turns around and looks at the elephant, who's also just kind of turning circles. And the elephant turns and looks down at John Rick and reaches out with its trunk and pokes her. Kind of like lays it over her shoulder, a little bit confused. She puts a hand on it. And that the first guy turns back around. Wait! Why'd you do smile? You guys, uh... You guys feel okay. Who are you? Wait. I'm the logicalist stalwart. He turns back around to the collapsed doorframe. What happened to the door? It fell on me. And... John Rex still doesn't say anything. She's just looking. Trying her absolute hardest to remain stalwart. And still with her hand on her elephant's trunk, turns to Baylor and just. Thank you. I still just clutching my head, slowly nod. I. I don't know what that was, but. It seemed to take a great toll on you. Thank you. I knew this would become uh, be worth coming to watch. It was quite the spectacle, Baylor. And the guy by the door says, Seriously, I, 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 can someone explain to me what's happened here? And uh, well, John Rick whistles. Attention! Men, mount up. We're heading back. And they're like, uh, What about the mission? Uh, mission's over. I'll explain later. There's... Mount up! And uh, the men kind of make their way back to the various horses you brought with them. Uh, there's a couple of, uh, I can't find my horse. And uh, why is this horse here? As uh, there, you have horses from the soldiers, but not necessarily these specific soldiers' horses. And she climbs back up onto the massive saddle on her elephant. Gives out a few more orders to her men and begins the, uh, forms a column to ride back to Yanmas. And as they, as the column starts to move and she moves towards the back of it, she looks down to the three of you and says, I promise whatever power I have you will be rewarded for this. 
We're just glad we could help. It was a no terrible thing that happened. No amount of gold could even begin to repay this debt. But if ever you need the Talden Horse, you need simply ask. We appreciate that. It's Eutropia who sent us. I'm not one for politics, to be quite honest. I joined the military to take orders, not to give them, but I understand enough of what's happened here from what I've heard to know that she's the one who should be running the country. If nothing else, it certainly shouldn't be our current commander. I report directly to him now. And I owe my word and my loyalty to the chain of command, but we'll do what we can. That's for damn sure. Not again. And with that, she turns around. Forward! And the column starts to make their way back to Yonmas. I'll slowly get back up. I thought You're 18 right. seconds was bad last time. Hey, you looked like you were freaking out a little bit there. What exactly was that? Displaced myself two full minutes of, in time is the simplest way I can put that. That sounds a little painful. I'm glad I'm not the one who has to do it. Not exactly pain, but very mentally taxing. Gotcha. Well, it's a good thing you don't have to walk back. I don't think even this ride will be nice, but... You're going to have one support. hell of a hangover. So... I do not know what you did, but I'm inordinately impressed. I appreciate it. Not again. Clearly not wanting to talk too much right now. <laughs> oh my head. I'm gonna help the old man up on his horse and we'll be back on our way. And we kept three of the war horses. Yes. You still have uh, your horses. Well, well we kept so. four, but one of them didn't come with us. So you'd be able to make it back to Yanmas shortly after nightfall. So, meanwhile, back in town, Inori and Kahina, I think, wanted to get up to something a little different. So, you want to go, I assume, I want to don to my the, assassin's the toy warehouse. clothes again. And do and up your disguises. Yeah. And do up your full disguise you had previously the last time you'd mm -hmm. headed out to the, uh, the toy warehouse on the other end of Yanmas. And you wanted to rejoin that whole thing. So you wait till nightfall. You head down. Uh, are both of you going? Yeah, I'm going to go with her. You didn't come before, did you, Inori? No, I don't think so. I didn't think so. I think it was... No, me and Nell stayed outside. Yeah, you were outside and just Kahina went in. So you make your way down to the warehouse after the sun sets and make your way back inside as you had before. And once again, 
you can see the fight taking place in the back of this warehouse. As this time, two fairly similarly matched men battle. Uh, each opting to use uh, more standard swords, a long sword in the hands of one, and a pair of short swords by the other. Both with fairly light leather armor and a battle that is much more about movement and positioning than the previous you'd witnessed with the very heavily armored man just trying to brute force his way through. As you enter, nobody immediately turns to acknowledge you, but you can see the small group of clearly wealthy nobles watching and coin passing hands as bets are placed on the battle. Kahina, this is this is not the best place for us to be right now. <laughs> kind of stand out. Again, no, I don't. <laughs> you can see the same woman uh, that had been running the thing before, with the full black leather armor and the mask, overseeing this from the almost throne of crates as she had previously. That is the woman we need to talk to. We should probably wait until after the fight. I'm going to wave at whoever's taking the bets and motion them over and throw five gold and point at the one with the two short swords. And I'll come around, take your money, and throw it into an upturned hat he's using to collect these coins while he writes a, uh, a quick note on a, no on a pad in his other hand and continues around to collect the various bets as the fight continues. As he does again the leader looks down at you and points to the pair of you approach walk over and give her a, a short bow you hear CR in your head I hope I don't have to tell you to approach this with caution girl this is yeah, the kind of clearly. places you typically root out didn't realize exactly what I was getting into, but I gotta get her back, don't I? And she looks down at Akina as she bows and turns her attention to Inori. What brings a bounty hunter here? Curious? Yeah, just the muscle for her tonight. You're not seeking a mark? Nah, I'm off duty. Don't need to get nervous or anything. It's my off day. Isn't much makes me nervous. No, of course but not. But a fairly prominent bounty hunter and one that stands out very well at that. Yeah. Does well, make me you. curious. Hmm. Fair. But like I said, off duty. You don't need to worry. You wish to fight? <laughs> I mean, I'm... You just hear experience. This is a terrible idea. And again, I hope I don't have to tell you this. Yeah, um... Like I said, man. I, I'm off duty. Not looking to... Not looking to hurt anybody tonight. Suit yourself. And she turns back to watching the battle. And, uh... Roll me a... D100, Mr. Shaw. 
Whee! If this... my mouse would wake up. There we go. With a 78, after a couple hits, and then finally ducking under the free hand of the man wielding the longsword, your bet deflects his sword with one hand, running his other short sword up through the man's armpit. And cheers, of course, break out through the crowd, through the crowd here as the fight ends. And then with the hat comes back around and hands you eight gold. As he makes his way around the crowd, pushing through. And with that fight ending, Blackwalker calls out again. As expected, as with the odds. Do we have any more tonight who wish to fight? And a woman steps forward, uh, wearing no armor, but with the very evident shiv uh, shimmer of mage armor uh, across her entire body, and does a quick bow. Not often we bow. Humble ring, graced by mages. Don't burn down the warehouse. And Lady smiles and nods. Of course. Wouldn't dream of it. Just whoever wishes to face me. And they seem a little hesitant, the crowd, to fight someone who clearly has magic. After a few moments, a man steps forward. The simple chain shirt, a light wooden kite shield, and a flail. And after a few moments, this battle begins. They don't seem to waste a whole lot of time here. They know what they're about. And cheering again breaks out through the crowd as another fight opens in front of them. So what are you wanting to do exactly, party? Hey, what's the plan here, Kahina? I mean, I don't dislike the show, but you had an idea coming in here? I had. Once the festivities are through, I was trying to see if we could have a moment to speak. Uh, people are coming up intermittently and talking to Black Walker. She's not like really, she's just here. Uh, and every now and then a nobleman or somebody taking some clear efforts to somewhat obscure their personage comes up, speaks briefly with one of her guards, and then she turns her attention to them. Uh, strides over, kneels outside the, cre uh, the crate, and they have a hushed conversation. Occasionally, sacks of coin are passed to Blackwalker, uh, which she brings back to the center of the crates, places in a another bag, and then resumes just spectating. So I would lean towards one of the guards. We had had word of a proposition for some guards who might need to find their way to a different place to be put out of the picture. He just kind of flicks you a little confused. Why? You have business with the lady. 
Yes. And he wraps twice on the edge of the crate. Black Walker turns around and comes and kneels down. Huh. So you do have a purpose after all. Finding one of your contracts too challenging. In fact, I am. I was actually asked for something in the vicinity, but something else. I need a distraction or an all-out just to get rid of some guards. To make it easier. guards is risky business. It's going to be a high fee. It'd be guards, not city guards, mind you. What is it exactly you need, miss? You've done business before. I can put need my trust an in you. opening into the cult of the Twilight Child. Targeting guards is risky business. Men of the cloths, even worse. What business have you with the cult? And that is my employer's business. Not as lost here as I may have expected. All right. What is it you need? We need either straight out getting rid of two of them to make an opening or a diversion long enough to keep them away. Yeah, ask it about the dwarves then. The ones that watch yeah. the doors. Exactly. That's fair. They never leave the bower. Not known to walk the streets, they conduct all their business inside and have supplies brought in with them. No one will be able to strike them outside of their doors, but figure it's something we can handle. Let me discuss the matter with my associates. And she stands up and uh, steps to the back and motions to a couple of other figures there and starts talking to them. I would point out to Kahina how the, the guy that's fighting is actually favoring his right side. Watch as the other one attacks. You're going to notice he's going to... It's weak on the right. Hmm. You should make a bet on it. Yeah. And as you are watching this, that does uh, seem to be accurate. Uh, uh, the woman with a few spells brings up a shield and flings a, a couple flaming rays uh, down towards the her opponent's lower half, angled so if they'll miss, they'll hit the ground and not just spray out into the crowd. And as Inori pointed out, and ducks around both of them to his right, uh, keeping his shield almost just as a defense onto his side rather as an active that he's trying to keep between him and the wizard, knowing it serves no real purpose. Uh, bringing his sword and clanking it repeatedly against the magical shield, she moves around with one hand as she encounts other accounts uh, and can more spells with the other. And as they continue to fight, Blackwalker comes back to you, kneels back down. As four dwarves. To my understanding, they're at odds with each other, the pairs of them. Does it matter to you which is removed? Not at all. Six thousand. Done. I can gather the funds and have them here tomorrow. Hold on, that's that's a little steep, don't you think? Six thousand? I mean, don't want to speak out of place here. Come on. It's child's she turns to, turns to look at you. 
It's within our means to do so, but it's going to require preparation. Several men high risk. We don't know for certain what powers the cult has, but we know them competent spellcasters, the ASMR among them at least. The dwarves are trained fighters as well, they won't go down easily. Damage will take a few days to plan, significant risk, and high investment of resources. 6,000. Very fair deal. Hmm. How about a contest for it? I don't make deals when my people are on the line. Mm. If you had as much power as you think you do, you wouldn't be coming to me, would you? Well, I don't want to burn the whole place down. Got to be a bit more subtle, you know? What is it you're proposing? I don't know. Who's your who's your best in the cage over there? You put them against me. If I win, you do it for free. I like you. This is amusing, if nothing else. You know what? I'll take your deal. Really? Oh. And here I thought you were going to chicken out. I'll give you the best we have. And she stands back up and goes back to the, uh, the center here. And as she does, this fight continues. Uh, the man raises his shield, brings the sword down, and the woman blocks it with her shield with one hand. And with a quick spell, shoots a blast of lightning up through his torso. And you can almost see his bones flash through his skin as this bolt erupts up into the ceiling. And the man, very much at this point, smoldering, falls down to the ground. And once again, the crowd breaks out in cheers as the bets go around the table. So, Blackwalker turns to Nori and nods towards the ring. All right, I'll start walking over there. So who's it going to be? She looks down at you and uh, reaches up over her shoulder with one hand and unsheaths a curved blade. Uh, the edge, rather than being a single face, is like the teeth of a saw, and reaches up and pulls out another. What'd you think? And hops down off the crates. Think? I was hoping it'd be you. So, <laughs> give me a brief moment. <laughs> I do have all these tokens. I do not have a battle map prepared for this. So I'm gonna put it on our generic field map and just draw us a rectangle. If that is fine with everybody. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting this. <laughs> this I was just trying to take all. some dwarfs out you of the You expected equation. to bring Inori in here and not end up in a fight. <laughs> I thought if I got jumped, it would be nice to have backup. And I was not expecting, but if we could get it done for free. She, well, I'll move I us mean, over here. Composure. She held herself back for so long. 
And I'll put almost, the rest yeah. of you guys up in the corner just so you don't aren't looking at a black screen here. So. I mean, technically, can you put me outside the ring? Sure, I mean, Kahina can actually just come chill down here, man. I suppose. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> exactly. you can come down and be here. I'm your so, hype man. So. <laughs> we. As you're ready here and step into the ring, Black Walker is uh, clearly wearing a black painted uh, fine chainmail underneath her, le her leathers and again wields two of these sawtooth sabers. And she steps down to the ring. It's been a minute since I've been inclined to take a deal like this. I'll set the but terms here. You. No need for a fight to the death here. And as you would have noticed, these don't seem to typically result in fatalities. The people are getting blasted or are occasionally... The first one when you did hear Kahina was definitely a death fight. But the ones today don't seem like they generally are. Uh, they... Let me fix that real quick, sorry. They knock them down... At which point, the, they're dragged out of the ring. Someone dumps a potion to cure light wounds in their mouth, and they're largely okay, just gravely injured and taken over to just a series of bedrolls and cots out in the corner. Basically, dual rolls. Pretty much, yeah. I'll fight this as all the fights have been this evening. First down or surrendered. Aye. Sounds fair. I'm going to take my uh, trench coat off. Show off the guns a little bit. Hey, Kahina, hold on to this. Don't let nothing happen to it, all right? Mm -hmm. Got my stuff yeah, you in here. Hear it, CR, are we seriously doing this? You have well, you no idea what this woman can do, Nori. Now I'm worried. You just called me by my name, CR, and I'm about, to, I'm about to go into battle. You call me by my real name? Look at her. Yeah, I know. And if I can't beat her, there's no way I can beat Jareth, right? Fair enough, I suppose, if that's your motivation. He's, he's, your funeral. Alright. I don't have a uh, quick NPC stat block there, so I'm just going to have to d20 roll it and then add her in. Alright. Nori. That may have just won you the fight. Winning nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. As uh, Blackwalker waits with her sabers raised, you get the first move. Okay. Uh, I'm going to draw a familiar circle in the air, punch it through right towards her as I point, and it's going to trigger my, um, my shield spell. Because right. she's scary. As per usual. And uh, my swift, I'm going to have lightning and ice course down the CR and, and hopefully intimidate this lady. She sees you whip your sword and these elements just envelop CRN's blade. Oh, and uh, Keen, actually. Three. There's three now. Oh, there's three now. And yeah. Keen. All right, cool. And just energy envelops CRN. With a free action. The sword is going to start having black smoke billing out of it because Ciaran's going to give me a hand. 
as well. Uh, Sarah will definitely give you a hand. Sarah's not really sure this is a great idea, but he's certainly going to give you a hand, yes. That's... And I'll just stand here, actually. Right, you're just going to wait? Well, I have left his movement. I don't want to... This is not an thing. NPC I particularly super prepared for. So I'm flipping through yeah, everything real quick, seeing how I, she I works. Didn't think this was this, gonna happen either. Yeah, I did not anticipate this one coming. I hadn't super prepared this one. Alright. To be fair, I probably would have done something very similar. <laughs> I was gonna say this was a Nell plan. Yeah. This is a, this is a, a pretty Nell plan, yeah. This is this is fairly But if, if she wins and we get it for free. Yep. <laughs> and also just, really upper prestige. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Just be super... Just, you need to do some extra prayers to RN Jesus tonight because you won initiative. Yeah, but that's only like a quarter of the battle. So, it may have been half the battle if she's any class that I think she might be. Oh, she's standing she's there. And she's going to step forward towards you. But her saber is almost kind of out to the side. It's no surprise you got magic, girl. What can you do with it? And just waits for you to approach. Uh, do you want to do anything? You Kahina? both just stand there oh. menacingly. Oh, Kahina. <laughs> oh, oh, so much. So I'm assuming the gentleman who's taking bets is currently taking bets. Oh, no. Yes, he's definitely <laughs> taking oh. bets. I'm going to point at uh anori and and uh with one hand and take uh take 30 gold and give it to him and be like ladies and gentlemen you're in for the and as soon as that voice, silence the bard and a man grabs you from behind and puts his hand over your mouth can i bite him <laughs> you can try to yeah i mean you're it's a ready to action you're gra uh you're grappled so, uh, you could bite him as you're trying to break out of the grapple. Sure. So, it's either escape artist or CMV versus the guard grappling you. I think they know who we are. <laughs> I think you're pretty hype. And Nori's a pretty obvious oh, wait, figure she here. Like, she was disguised. But... Okay. You're, You're a big not. name in the underworld. Yeah. I mean, I guess roll me your, I just assumed she would beat your disguise check with her uh, perception, but go ahead and roll me your, dis uh, roll me your disguise check now uh, okay. to see what you're at. I, I just, I don't actually know what yours is, but it's, uh, either way, as soon as you start talking, her suspicions are confirmed and the guy's going to grab you. Oh, uh, the 24? Yeah, she beat your disguise check, so she knows who you are. <laughs> she's pretty, she's pretty perception. But uh, if you want to try to break out, the, the grapple doesn't technically stop you from performing. If you want to keep going, mm -hmm. you, you can. So I just have to escape artist or... Or uh, just the CMB to out grapple the guy who grabbed you. Okay. Uh, the 23, you pull the guy off you. Uh, you rest your way free. Bite his hand, yeah, you bite his hand, he's like, he pulls him back and you twist out. <laughs> so do I get to finish? Uh, if you want to continue your statement, you can't have to yeah. push this guy off you. Uh, bitch, please. <laughs> the horror from Afara! <laughs> Take her down! <laughs> hey, guess what? 
Have your hot plus three. Ooh. Is that a thing? That... I, and now that I'm nine, I do believe it is. Uh, Inori, so it's check. your turn. Uh, as she performs this, I think it is supposed to be at nine, yeah. I, as you feel this bardic magic, so she casts out, uh, she points one of her sabers out to the guards. Haste! Mm. Oh, no, okay. wait. I guess it's still plus two. Okay, uh, okay. Plus two to your attacking damage, then. Yeah. Do some I get the next one at 11. Spell combat here. I'm going to cock my head to the side and make eye contact with Black Walker here. And and she looks like she is just in a total defensive position, like just ready to dodge whatever it is you're going to do. Yeah, that's fine. I just want to get a more of an impression as to what she's planning next. So I'm going to try to anticipate some thoughts here. Um, and because right. I'm not... I don't need a defensive because I can just five foot in now, I guess. Yeah, so you cast a... Uh... Quick spell here. Does it have a save? It does have a save. It does for partial. They make her will save real quick. <laughs> That's actually a really nice spell. I get a benefit or a better benefit. You uh, she does fail. So with your spell, oh. you're able to kind of glean how she is planning on approaching you. You can kind of see her own thought process. And right now she's just, she's almost doing the same thing. She's just ready to see what you can do but you can gather her general fighting style is just an outright flurry of uh, attacks with both of those sabers and almost fainting as much as she attacks directly. Okay. And for the second part, I'm going to five foot step in and attack with the CR and with, uh, with her defensive stance. I'm going to try to attack around it, maybe hit her from the right side, like maybe even feign left, go right, yeah. Okay. The 23. Uh, a 23. She is going to quickly dodge to the side as you step in and swing. Okay. This one. Second attack. Come back across. Huzzah! And uh, with a 22, she's equally easily going to dodge that. With her full focus uh, at the moment just put on dodging you, you are not even like landing glancing hits. She is entirely avoiding you completely. You're not hitting your touch AC right now. Uh oh. <laughs> I mean, total defense is the dodge bonus, so that plus four does go straight to her touch. But uh, neither of those even touched her at all. She didn't even, like, parry them, didn't deflect them, just wholly avoided your sword as you swing in two ways. And uh, you hear Ciaran again, this is a mistake. I can beat her, Ciaran. I can do it. Is that it for you? That's it. All right, she, as she dodges... Uh, actually is going to hold for a moment, which is going to let Kahina go first. Uh, but right before Kahina, you are going to hear a spell cast from outside, and you are going to see Black Walker, that second dodge, she speeds up and moves even faster. 
But uh, Kina, if you want to do anything other than I mean, continue performing, I assume. Yep. Uh, did you want to just is, is, just just continue just your oration? Walking around, I just total wrestling boxing hype man shtick. Just walking around, dodge left, dodge right, doesn't matter. And She'll with fly your, around this arena and take her out. Yeah, with a, as a level nine bard with your charisma, as you give all of this to the audience, the audience is getting even further, like you're almost fueling them as they're getting further engaged yeah. in this. They don't necessarily seem to believe you, but you're getting the hype levels up. <laughs> Blackwalker. Did you say, did you, were you going to say you want to do something? Sorry. Can I, I was going to say too, can I draw? I'm not going anywhere, but just like, I'm assuming people are like raising their weapons and Woo! Yeah, you can, you can absolutely pull yeah. out your glaive and totally uh, hold it up. Totally have the and, uh, glaive with the banner flying. So you know, the banner flying down from your There's glaive as you, you fly your colors. <laughs> do what you can without directly interfering. I'm doing, I'm doing the do. So. It's not directly interfering. <laughs> It, well, no, it's, it's interfering as much as a, them hasting her, uh, the Blackwalker is, I suppose. So, she, as she dodges, twirls one of her sabers around and brings it down towards you. Uh, what is your bab? Oh, that's an interesting Yeah, that's a question. weird one. What's Because this is, this is based on your bab. Six. What's your wisdom modifier? Negative one. She can't fail. Uh, so as she brings this saber down, you go, you, know, you move the iron up and try to step back to deflect that attack. And she almost turns all of her momentum around as you do for an actual swing on your exposed flank. Uh, this isn't exactly your touch AC, but uh, let me see. What exactly is this? Did not flat-footed. It is your, it is your flat-footed. Yeah, it is, it is actually it is just flat for the opposite of touch AC. I don't use fainters again. I didn't really have a ton to uh, prepare this one actually. So yeah, it was your flat-footed AC right now. Um, I'm actually gonna add my actual AC in the thing here to see if it changes my flat-footed. It looks like it does. Yeah, it should be down your Dex mod and down whatever dodge bonuses you have if you have any. Yeah, it's flat-footed uh, twenty-six. All right, yeah, because you, you get shield and stuff to it. It should be the you're yeah. a strength character. I'm pretty sure it's the majority of your AC. And then at 26, she is going to swing once. And she is going to swing twice. And she is going to swing a third time. As she just brings down a blender of these sawtooth uh, sabers on you. Now, fortunately, even as your sword is in the wrong direction, the first two of these blows glance off across your magical protections and your armor. But the third one connects. And you take... This guy so many things. I was not prepared for this fight, literally, at all. You take a various number between one and something. Yeah, it's, it's several 
sources. <laughs> There's several sources of things. Okay, yeah, this is Sneaky pretty much beaky. right. You take 28 damage. And this attack knocks you a bit off balance as the teeth of her saber rend across your armor and almost kind of spin you. So at the start of your turn, you provoke an attack of opportunity for being within her reach. And she swings again. As you are off balance. Uh, and that one, fortunately, is also going to clank off of your armor. But now it is your turn. Just gonna crack my neck a little bit. Upset that I just ate that and get really mad. Haste, huh? And just literally focus as hard as I can. I've seen Baylor cast haste. I've casted haste myself and literally use my arcane power to hasten myself and make myself faster. And so um, you speed up equal to her. So the two of you are in this like magically enhanced super speed duel in the center of this ring of people. And uh, stand, uh, oh, get man, up I off wish the... I'd been prepared for this. I don't have like just a cheering in the background thing. Yeah, I know. We look cheering up. I was in no way ready for the this battle to happen. Do it then. Uh, okay, so Kahina is performing or not? Yeah, Kahina is performing. Have... You have plus two to your attack and damage, or it's three or two. It's two. It is two. It's, it's three at eleven, apparently. Okay. It's three at eleven. Okay, um. Full attack, swing back. Um, actually, no, 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 no. I got an even better idea for that. Okay, we're um, first attack is uh, normal. Okay. But I'm doing spell combat, so there's going to be four attacks. attacks. <laughs> All right. There's one. Uh, oh, no, seventeen. Uh, is keen, right? You are keen. Uh, seventeen is a crit threat, and yes. Oh boy. <laughs> and that is definitely a 35 to hit and a 36 to confirm. As you come back around, you crit her. You uh, use her, the opening she kind of leaves, by just fully attacking you to punish as hard as you can. That's a crit. All right, let me uh, get this one out of the way then. <laughs> Damage times two. Kahina's stuff. There's one. I'm just going to do it twice. Okay. Uh, 17 and 19. So 36 damage to her. And you knock her uh, as she takes that. It cuts down into the chainmail she's wearing underneath. And she grunts but does uh, and continues attacking. That's and also that. 9 damage from the lightning and the electricity. Okay. For my second attack. Which would be this. Three. 
right. Okay. Because we're doing spell combat. That's a 22. Uh, a 22 is not going to do it. Okay. Now we go full again. Hasted attack. So much math, my god. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of math in here with the higher level characters. You got so you got calculus going on in your head for all the different modifiers you got. You should, you got a plus yes. three from Kahina and your haste, and then whatever else you have going yeah, on. Yeah, and then minus two, because I'm going to be doing spell combat. Minus two from spell combat, yeah, so plus one total. Well, it's plus... Uh, that's a 23. Uh, 23, as uh, she's going to catch with the teeth of her saber and twist aside as it comes down. Okay, and for my last strike is the part of the spell combat. I'm going to try to hit her with intensified shocking grasp. Empowered, this I mean. Empowered shocking grasp. This is a touch, all right? Yes. Are you a spell strike you... it or deliver it normally? It's a, it's a, through a spell strike. Okay, so yeah, it's a free so strike attack. Yeah, it's, a still, it's a still a normal swing. Yeah. That's... Um, Ah, 30. A 30. It doesn't look like it's going to hit. As she moves to parry it, the burst of uh, energy from the intensified shocking grasp allows you to batter through her defense. And it hits. Oh, wow. Connecting with her shoulder. All right. That. 17 damage from the sword. It's not the interesting part, though. Okay, so... All right, this is the element damage then from the sword. And seven more from the enchanted sword. And then how nah, much does we'll the see. intensified shocking grasp do? Just, yeah. Dice. Just the uh, dice, all the dice. So is that intensified or is that just shocking grasp? That just looks like it's just shocking grasp. So it, yeah, okay, it's, just, or it's yeah, empowered, right? Yeah, it's empowered. So, so it's, it's just eight, 50 so it's 18, more. so 50% more, right? So it is 27 damage blasts through her. Now with this explosion of lightning, she recoils, uh, just staggers back from this and drops one of her sabers down to the ground with a clatter and just holds up a hand. And the chow, the, the, the crowd is awestruck, silent for a moment, like inconceivable that this could happen before they just explode. And Blackwalker shakes her head and rubs her chin a bit. And it stands back up clearly in a whole lot of pain. Clearly. I'll help her up. And she'll take your hand and get up. 
clearly my technique could use some work. Your favor and your left. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> it's a good fight. You'll have your deal. Give us a day to make preparations. I appreciate that. And she uh, nods with a smile on her face. It's been a minute since I've had a fight like that. But a damn good one. Yeah, it was pretty good. You caught me real real good back there. I was, got a little angry. Sorry if I get a little upset. The magic gets kind of intense sometimes. And dear Tiaran, kind of intense. Uh, <laughs> ah, nothing to say. I didn't think we'd be taking that one. I didn't think you'd be picking Blackwalker off, up off the ground. I thought you'd be picking up the L. <sighs> well, you get knocked down enough, Sierra, and eventually uh, you learn to knock him down instead. And the guy with the bets comes back around, and from your 30 gold, he gives you 120, as the odds were very stacked for Blackwalker in this fight. So you get a, a pretty decent payout, payout there. Nice. But it seems like Haven and here, the house is taking away a lot of money as almost the entirety of the rest of the bets were on Blackwalker. As she stands up and shakes her head. Probably almost got her 6,000 gold from all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably made her. I, like there's, you see her play here. She wins or she wins. Uh, because, yeah, from the amount of money that they have being passed on from the vets here, surely the crowd has about... You, you kick-started this assassination. So... <laughs> <laughs> we crowdsourced it! She is clearly... Uh, she's probably made uh, around the 6k here just from what's happened. And she gets the last of the, the terms with you. She needs until at least tomorrow evening. But from tomorrow evening onward, you need simply come give the order, and she'll have a pair of the dwarves removed from the east door within the hour. So with that spectacular victory there, I imagine you could take your leave. That was pretty impressive. That was a uh, pretty impressive series of dice you got there. Yeah. That went well. And I'm, what, what, I'm what was tempted that? to say the fight was won at initiative. <laughs> he did say it. I mean, it definitely winning initiative at this level in Pathfinder is a huge deal. But do you also Especially just you against got, a class that probably has sneak attack? She does have sneak attack, but she faints for it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, but a, a full sneak attack against flat-footed Anori with no shield. That was a full sneak attack minus one. Uh, but with no shield. With no shield. Well, she would have had one swing because she didn't have like she didn't have pounce she can't get in there in full attack you're yeah, ten feet away like, from each other. i got shield and anticipate thoughts off on her it was a uh, it went pretty well and that's a perfect setup for a break here is i believe we've got a more real so for your victory against Blackwalker here not only do you have her assistance to remove a pair of the dwarven sentries from the encircling bower you get a hero point because Mwerne 1116 in the chat has seen your victory and deigned to grant you a hero point, Inori. Thank so you very much. Take that Appreciate and add it to your.
pile. How many? Do you have like? Do you have three? Granted, you have points right now. Oh no, you used you burned most of the ones you got. I'm but, the one uh, who had the pile. You had the pile. So you get a hero point. Jot Thank that you. down somewhere. Got it. And shortly afterward, an, a couple hours, uh, maybe an hour or two after sundown, the party would all reconvene back in your condo, and I assume there's nothing. Anyone wants to hide this particular time on Baylor Nara, uh, Nara, Baylor Nara. and Nara's end. <laughs> and Nori and Kahina, are you sharing everything of the evening's adventures? Of course. Are you gonna tell us the the battle story? So each of you, oh, yeah, of course. We, oh, absolutely. <laughs> each of you, each Here, group catches the other. Let me heal up. your leg for you, by the way. Oh, Just, thanks. So you have uh, two assassins with Nori's face. <laughs> So you, you're all caught up on the goings-on of the afternoon. You two uh, know about the unpetrifying of a decent chunk of the Taldron horse and an elephant, and you three know about the fact that the Town's Assassin's Guild is going to take out two of the sentries at any time starting next night for you. I've, so we've made us an inn! So... What kind of ropes would be available? Because there's four different kinds. One of them's alchemical. What do you want? Better, better rope than just hemp. What silk? do you better want? Silk. I mean, I I would like the the alchemical one, but I don't know if that's available. Is it just called alchemical rope? No, it's called blood something. Okay, well, since seeing as you don't know what you want, no, it's not available. <laughs> you can, I would like to buy some blood something. No, it's the blood something is not available. Blood Figure vine. out blood vine. Okay, like give me give me what you want to buy. <laughs> Let me see. Blood vine. It's one of the things. Surprisingly, I can't just Google blood vine pathfinder. Oh, that's just from the ACG. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's super standard. Yeah, you could definitely buy that. All right, I'm gonna buy me some of that then. All right, so yeah, 200 gold, and you can buy, uh, you can buy a coil of blood vine rope, absolutely available. Alchemically treated, harvested from the Wangi jungles, and shipped up to Taldor. You're in Yanmis, a huge trade hub. You may not be near any jungles, but they would certainly have this imported. Incredibly strong rope is useful for a huge variety of reasons. Definitely something you can find. Uh, is there anything else anyone wants to do? this night before resting? Would I have two hours to write down spells in my spell book? Sure. Alright. You can do that. Do you even, can you fail the spellcraft checks? Nope. And I'm assuming you have enough of the magical writing materials. Yep. Uh, then yeah, you, we can definitely take a couple hours before bed to write down some stuff in your spell book. And then the group of you had to sleep for the evening. Well, is there, um, I would ask when we're all together. Uh, is there any way that we could get maybe lure the girl that helped us out of the building? She was quite helpful and I feel she should Oh, Baylor's fangirl. Some effort. Baylor's fangirl. I mean, that's up to Baylor. It... Does she I... seem to be like heavy entrenched or is this just a job for her it sounds more like this is she's just working for them if we run across her i may be able to talk her down but 
I don't know. What I mean, if she were to just not be there for if she were to meet up somewhere else at a appointed time? That's... Oh, invite her out. Stand her up. That is the best idea you could do. Until she shows up with very angry bombs. Oh no, she'll be waiting for him. Probably, actually. Especially if we were to, I don't know, maybe pre-tip a barman to bring a message about halfway through her staying there to tell her to wait a little bit longer. I mean, getting stood up isn't cool and all, but I mean, to save her life is probably, yeah, probably better to not die. I mean, I, I believe if we go about it this way, it would be more difficult to deal with her afterward than it might be if we just go in and say, hey. Hey, it's your girlfriend, Baylor. I'm, I'm just, I don't want to step on her. That is not what this is. No? <laughs> you okay, shut up right now. <laughs> it's your colleague. We don't want to interfere with your work relationships. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh-huh. I think you had it right the first time. I, I just don't know if we will have enough time to speak with her before that thing she sent in becomes a larger problem that we have to deal with. She was not there when well, it came in to fight for her. Yes, and if she's not there when we go in, it's certain to attack us. Her being there telling it to stand down is about the only way I could see it not attacking us. And she's not taking it with her because she won't bring it out into public except for emergencies like that. And I doubt I could convince her to just meet me at some bar and bring it along. Is it? Did you tell us about the golem? Like in we're detail? talking about Dream Render. No. Dream Render. Yeah, we're oh. talking about Dream Render right now. Yeah, yeah. no, that thing's not going. You guys, you guys all know about Dream Render. Yeah, we're yeah, talking if, about if, the the alchemy ghost. If, if if I lure Hudriga out, when we go in there, Dream Render is certain to attack us. If Hudriga is there, I may be able to talk her down, and us not have to fight it. Okay. Did she not want you to examine... I don't know how much I know about this, by the way. Did she not want you to examine her works anyways? Even if you were not to meet at the bar, she may bring it with her. I, I still feel it would be difficult for her to bring it out, and she would prefer me to just come there. All right. Well, I have no strong opinion about not going in. I just feel a bad shooting. What if you invite her here? To where, you know, it's a bit more personal. She'd be more inclined to have to come here. It's still the problem of Dream Render. I don't think she'd be willing to take it out to bring it through the streets to get here. And if she's not around when we're going into the bower it's almost certain to attack us. Alright. I just oh. felt bad shooting her, but mm. if we can talk her down, we can talk her down. One and way yes, or another. It's also a large clay golem that they have that she built. Huh. Which, I've been meaning to do this. 
Thanks for reminding me, guys. Oh. What does this mean? I'm gonna go get my blank book. Oh, he's gonna do that thing again, guys. It's gonna be awesome. Oh. I love it when he does this. <laughs> Bring out my blank book. And All get right. ready for some reading. Well, we're yes. gonna we're gonna read really really fast. Is the thing that we're gonna do. It's time for reading. So once again, you pull out your blank book and you summon up the magic, and you want to know. I'm assuming everything there is to know about clay golems, because it turns out you don't know anything about constructs ever. So, so with a spell, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a nice one too. A whole bunch of like all the knowledge from the world's libraries flies into this book and you just sit there and read you read as much as you can uh, make me your knowledge check let's get knowledge dungeoneering again engineering. this time engineering my bad uh this time with a 35 that is significantly higher than we had previously more than double i believe you get four questions it is much more than double. I'm pretty sure you got a 17 last time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 17, so... All right. Spell resistance, re immune to spells... Okay, slow down. Like, Spell... Uh, oh, is that one question? Yeah, that, like... like uh, you know that a clay, a clay golem is a full golem. Uh, which would mean that it is inherently not just resistant to, but outright immune to magic. With certain exceptions, I'm sure. But you know, That's like weaknesses. Weaknesses is a different yeah. question. Yeah. You know that there are some spells that can bypass this, yes. Traditionally with golem spells that would target whatever the golem is composed of more of the than the golem as a creature, but it is outright immune to magic. Damage resistance, I assume. Uh, most constructs are resistant to standard weapons due to both their construction and the magic imbued in them, and it's only overcome by adamantine weapons. Clay golems specifically, because of their makeup and because they are oddly soft and huggable, it's only overcome by adamantine bludgeoning weapons. Nothing else will bypass a clay golem's damage resistance. Not even smashing? Nothing in the game can overcome bludgeoning, piercing, slashing unless you have that specific thing. Or some way to make your damage count. Yeah, a, a plus 50 weapon will overcome epic, good, lawful adamantine silver, but won't overcome bludgeoning. Because that's like a... a it's because of the makeup of the thing. No amount of magic in a sword is going to make the sword hit like a hammer. It's like using a spear and a skeleton. Exactly. That's not good. It works, but yeah, not two well. Yeah, two more. Any sort of special attacks that I might know about? Uh, nothing particularly special about its attacks, but clay golems are typically used as like, as combatants or soldiers, and they spend most of their time in a pseudo state of suspended animation. And as they begin fighting, 
it takes them a moment to leave that state. So they will get faster and stronger as the fight goes on. But and they don't do I, anything inherently weird, special I, attack wise, no. Then I guess. Energy resistances is the only thing I can think of. Like uh, outside it's of the magical. Nothing in particular. Uh, right. It is. Well, it isn't specifically immune to anything, but any source of acid damage dealt to the clay golem, it will absorb and use to reinforce itself. So if you strike it with any acid, you're just going to make it bigger, stronger, and heal it. Dara, leave those acid bolts at home tomorrow. <laughs> Do not shoot acid bolts with the clay golem, sir! <laughs> gotcha. So what's the strategy here with this, Pahiller? I mean, is there a way to take this thing out of the fight? He would obviously share all this with the party. Yeah, is. Yeah, that's, what he, is, that's what he learns from looking the, 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 That's why I'm doing it while everybody's yeah. here, so I can make sure I spread yeah. out this information. I picked up a spell that may work against it, but is going to be difficult. If I can get it off, it will temporarily be very easy, well, very much easier to take down. How much time do you need to cast it? It's a normal spell, no more than any other usual one in combat, but the fact that the golem is inherently immune to all magic yeah. makes it more resistant to this one. So it can still affect it, but there's a far fewer chance that that'll happen. If I can get to it and so Hudriga was showing me how it worked and was able to turn it off. I can try doing a similar thing if we can approach it with it thinking we're on its side. It was, it was shown me by Hudriga. It might recognize me as being friendly with her. And if it doesn't work inherently, I have no idea if this will work, but I'm very skilled with magical items, which construct are a creature, but also sort of a magical item. And I may be able to force it to do things but I've never tried this sort of thing before. As far as getting close to it, if it doesn't think you're friendly, you're not going to be able to get close, because if, if that's the case, I have something for that, if I can get you there. I mean, if he's got to get close, we can get him close. That's not a problem. Yeah. It, it's, it's if, if it starts attacking us on site, me getting close to it, I'm not going to be able to do or even try the thing that's... Okay. Hudriga did to deactivate it. If it's well, attacking us, it's attacking us. Getting close isn't something I need to be doing. But I can still try that spell. Well, what I'm thinking, for this specific circumstance, it might be better for me to focus on protecting you. That way, even if it does come to you, or you have to get to it, I can be there at your side helping. Still got that hammer? That what was it, an Earthbreaker hammer? 
I think I left that with the Drake at the front. Of yeah, I think the... you threw it at something and then it just yeah. kind of left no, it there because no, it was a mundane hand and he didn't care about it. <laughs> I brought it back to the city, but I think I put it, like, I just kind of left it with laying on the front of the Mercantile Council's steps. <laughs> It's a good place for it. Yeah, it was, it was a mundane hand where he didn't care that much. Some kid's probably playing with it right now. Kid couldn't pick it up. <laughs> it's not that heavy. It's, it's like 12 pounds. Yeah, it's, not, it's like 12 pounds. No, That's... but it's a, a kid wielding a two-handed <laughs> hammer. Yeah, it's like it's not pounds. about wielding it. It's about picking it up. Yeah, you it's didn't only say wield it effectively. You said pick it up. Yeah, <laughs> fair. I did. A kid so... wouldn't want to pick it up. Have you met any children in your entire yeah. life? Yeah. Hello? A giant 12-pound mallet. A kid, uh, every kid on murder. Earth would want to pick that up. What are you talking about? It's a spiked there, mallet. There's a reason. That, that does that make them show. less want to pick it up? Yeah. That'd be more interesting. Did you have a terribly depraved childhood, or did I? Because I would definitely want to pick up a giant spiked mallet I found in the woods. Are you kidding me? I, I played with pickaxes and stuff when I was a kid. <laughs> so why are you thinking a kid would want to pick up a mallet? Because <laughs> I'm thinking like a six-year-old kid when you say that. Hello? I full on longbow when I was six and a whip. A six-year-old would pick up anything. It doesn't have to be interesting. Don't pick up dog poop <laughs> just because it's there. Like... Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um. So, is there anything I should be aiming for? Because it's just a lump of clay. Like, what should I be aiming for? The clay bits. Yeah, there's nothing. There is a core to this particular construct, but it's not going to be visible as you're fighting it. And it. Is there a general area? Is this like in its heart, or? I believe it can move it around to nearly any place of its body from the way Hundraga took it out, so... Does it glow or something? Like, is there any way to find where I can aim? Cut it to pieces. Just shoot it a lot and hope for the shoot best. It, shoot it a lot <laughs> in the same place over and over again to get those bolts real nice and deep. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's a good plan. I, I like it. I, like, about, I can do that. What about me? I mean, he's immune to magic, not to do so good with the slashing. I uh, kind of my stuff, man. And my... Yes, any spell that you would worry about a creature resisting just inherently will not work against it. There is a spell we could try and look for a scroll of for you to write down that would make your longsword count as bludgeoning. But would it count as... Adamantium. You only have to be oh, plus four got that covered. to get that adamantium. Yeah, she, uh, Magis can do that real easy because you just, yeah. oop, it's plus four now, and then it counts as adamantium. So what's that? That adamantium's plus four because he's at plus yeah. three right now. So I would just have to. Yeah, adamantium's four. Silver is three. Alignment based is five. Gotcha. Silver and cold iron are three. Silver and cold iron are about three, right? Yeah, we could try that. Well, and epic always is in to learn new spells. He said. Well, it sounds like you have a general plan for at least some preparations to do tomorrow. So, the group of you with your various successes today rest for the evening and awaken the next morning with 
I mean, even if you want to go immediately, at the very least, a full day to prepare because the assassins won't be in place until later that uh, that night is the earliest they can get their things ready to go. So the next day, do you want to go acquire a particular scroll? I'd be willing to help Inori look for the scroll if... Yeah, let's do it, man. So if they're doing that... Is Disable gonna... Construct what you're looking for? That was my guess. No, I got, I got the one for me, Drain, Construct. Yeah, I know, I know you have that. Oh, no. you want another one for Anor? You want the same spell? No. That's, uh, what, see, that's what I figured. What, what is it that you want? A versatile weapon. Oh, versatile weapon to make a bludgeoning. Oh, okay. That's interesting. You cast it on a spell and on a weapon, and you can make the weapon count as slashing, piercing, or bludgeoning, and I believe you can also make it silver or cold iron, but CRN doesn't need that. Yeah, you don't need no. that peasant activity. <laughs> Alright, so, it's also a relatively cheap scroll, too. Only 200 gold. Uh, you would definitely be able to find a scroll of versatile weapon. Uh, Yanmis stands alone in the Avon Prefecture, and there are numerous various beasts that roam the Whistling Plains around. Traders, and a lot of trade routes go by the Verudan Forest, which is Habitated, uh, inhabited by tons of weird fey and magical beasts and whatnot, as you experienced in Marat, constantly fighting weird animals. So, this would be a fairly common scroll. Uh, 200 gold wouldn't be difficult for you to locate. <clears throat> what level is that? It's only, it's a third for you. Oh, it's a, I was going to say, because I don't see it yet. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's a third for you. But it's a little cheaper because it's a second level for bards, so the scroll's cheaper. Oh, cool. Because it's priced by whatever the cheapest it can be is. But you will have to write it into your spellbook as a DC 18 spellcraft check, which can you fail those at this point? Uh, my spellcraft is 14. So you can. So you'll have to roll to see if you can uh, write it down. I can also assist with that. Still would have to roll to see if you can write it down because you'd fail. Yeah, yeah, really but like, one. it's a much better odd. Yeah, so if you want to do that, two hundred gold, and then you would easily be able to go get that in the morning, uh, return back to the place that you're staying, and immediately spend some time trying to write this down. Spend an hour trying to copy the spell into your spellbook. So you want to do? Yeah. How much spell writing materials would it cost for a level three? Uh, that one is going to be 90 gold. So 200 yeah. for the scroll and 90 for the magical materials to write it down. I have the spell writing material. Covered. Yeah, I just take 90 out of that, yeah. All right, and then go ahead and make me a spellcraft check. All right. And with Baylor's assistance, is that a plus? Baylor can't right? fail to assist, so it's at a plus two. Okay. Baylor Wizards at you. Ooh, 21. 21. Yeah, that's good. You pass. Oh, it's not, it's not a terribly it. complicated spell. Cool. Uh, it's not hard to copy things from your scroll because you have the entire spell there in front of you. And you also have a way smarter wizard helping you copy it down. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're largely okay. So, you write a versatile weapon. I give lectures on magic. <laughs> this is my thing. For fun, honestly. He doesn't even yeah. get paid. <laughs> for fun, too, yeah. He nerd. recreationally gives magic sermons. So, uh, yeah, he can, he can, this is just, this is actually a hobby of his. So, while they're doing that, 
That takes them at least an hour and another hour to prep their spells today. Well, the wizards are wizarding. Uh, Nell, Dara, Kahina, did you have anything you wanted to accomplish with your morning? I, I just, do. You just wanted to tell my uh, people to go out there and start rallying their uh, oppo opposing cult and right. start spreading the word that tonight feats of magic unseen will be performed. So Miracles. Make, make me an operations check, which is just D20 plus the 12 agents you assigned to the task. Okay. We just gotta roll that one with the command. There you go. And with a 21 on your operations check, as you go, start to rally your followers and tell them to prepare and see advance this here operation they start to spread rumors of a new cult and trying since your goal here is to be distracting to draw as much attention as possible in light of recent events and given the current state of Taldor they decided to seed uh, words of a cult of the Dawnflower worshipping Serenray growing within the walls and their outreach and being the goddess of healing, how much use they could be to the downtrodden. With your guidance, your agents are pretty successful at seeding this. And as the morning passes on to afternoon, you begin to hear some chatter of the new cult of the Dawnflower here in town. Hopefully it's enough to attract the attention of the Twilight's children. Was Serenray the one that was banned until recently? Yep. Sure was. Yeah. <laughs> For a variety of reasons, that's definitely the most uh, <laughs> the most provocative of a cult you could possibly try to see in here. Because I think the Twilight Stone would be more interested in a cult of Serenray popping up to oppose them than a cult of, like, Asmodeus. Because <laughs> what's a cult of Asmodeus? How's a, Satan's not going to get a lot of peasants hanging out with him. But Serenray and, and the word spreading of how quickly this congregation is growing, that's certainly interesting. Uh, no, Dara, anything? I had a fun idea to run by you. That concerns me greatly. Continue. It shouldn't because it's actually something pretty mundane. Um, okay. My magical paint that I have. Uh, can, I, can I make animated portraits with it? I feel like you fully misunderstand the magical paint that you have. I, I mean, I'm sure I do, but I was asking because it's magical paint. You have magical 3D paint. You don't yeah. have Harry Potter that, that, animated paint. That's what I figured. Just yeah, you, you can't make anything like animated, but you can paint like a sword, and then you have a sword made of... You have a, magic, a painted sword that functions in all ways as a normal sword, but it's not animated. You have a magic 3D printer. Yeah. Of paints. You can you can paint it, you can will it into the I air where you want to. Chuck out be. some full plate over and over. Yeah, you can that's exactly what you can do with it. That's that's exactly what it's for. Yeah, you uh, can. like we said, you could literally save on building taverns yep. by just painting one. Yep. You could paint full plate on yourself. <laughs> and you're very I feel like it has let me double check. I, I only have a... No, it map. actually... Anything... Yeah, it can create normal weapons and armor and those function fully with no penalties. Yeah, it's 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 exactly... You could literally just paint mundane full plate and you have full plate. Okay, awesome. Uh, you... The only restriction is 
that they are they clearly are what they are so while they will function they will not you can't sell it for the most value of a, a full plate because it's I mean, people are not gonna have a lot of faith in weird paint armor it's gonna look like paint armor he to go with the full plate body paint I mean they might have faith if I'm the one wearing it I mean it's inexplicably gonna work as well as full plate so yeah. it works out we got me a glaive plus two right plus one like plus one plus one so your attack and damage will bump up by one. So with that... So, so you paint full plate and you're walking around looking like you bought some armor out of Borderlands. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that, that's 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 exactly what that would look like. It would, it would look like a Borderlands character yeah, with this painted full plate You're walking around Call of Duty cosplaying. wearing yeah. Borderlands armor. <laughs> yeah, this... But imagine if this existed in real life for cosplay purposes. Like, easy. Easy hard pass. Uh, hard accept right there. So, after the morning, with your Cult of Serenray, Kina doing its business, uh, you have the magical preparations in order for Baylor and Inori. Is there anything else going on during the day that's important? Or are we just kind of waiting for the Assassin's Guild to prepare themselves? Waiting, I guess. Uh, well, early in the day, I use my cylinder again. Give me that and I'm Give me check absolutely. I I am willing to spend a first level spell cast on this every day. In the I beginning. mean, yeah, because the effect of it is probably better than most first level. Yeah. most first level spells. So yeah, definitely. So you're gonna again heighten awareness and then start playing with the cylinder. Yep. All right. Well, give me that check. I can even let Anori play after play with it after me if she Ooh. wants. I want to play with it. <laughs> and maybe after Nori, you can play with it. Right, with a 37 once again, the numerology cylinder's understanding is at your disposal, plus two to cast trouble checks. Inori, uh, do you want to try the Magic Rubik's Cube? It is yes. either an intelligence check or knowledge arcana. The knowledge arcana DC is slightly higher, but it is a knowledge arcana DC instead of an intelligence DC, so it's probably better to do that, I imagine, yeah, for you. I'm going to go knowledge arcana on that. All right, so roll me a knowledge arcana check. Should have I have cast Tears to Wine before they all do this? <laughs> That's uh, a 23. So with a 23, as you see these lights turn on and understanding fill Baylor's eyes... And he's just ready. You're like, let me see. And you take it and you start fiddling with it. And you do what you can. Turn these various knobs and dials. And it locks up completely. You learn nothing. with it for about six seconds before it just... And it completely clenches. locks. And yeah, you are... you are. It's rendered unusable for a day. Baylor, you broke it. It doesn't work for me. So since since I don't get to play with it, can I roll my check to look at it and tell Anoria what she did wrong? I mean, sure. You can go ahead and roll me a check. It's, it's... You're going to come and try to if tell you, okay. If you beat the DC, I'll let you wizard explain. Okay, About you got to... He's going to come over and go, uh-uh. <laughs> with a four on an intelligence check. <laughs> That's I don't the most ill thing you've ever rolled. You ain't yeah. know the locked magical cylinder. And Nell doesn't even understand it's locked. He's going to be playing with it for most of the rest of the afternoon, trying to figure go. out how to work it, not even understanding that it's no longer functional. This keeps <laughs> me out of trouble. 
I mean, he's not wrong. Like when you hand your younger brother the controller that's not exactly. plugged in. Exactly. You know, <laughs> video games you with you. When you yes. play Mario Kart, you give them like the steering wheel. It doesn't even have a Wiimote in it and let him just do it and pretend they're <laughs> contributing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're doing. So, as the day passes and Nell grows increasingly more frustrated with the numerology <laughs> cylinder, and the evening falls across Yanmus. What are we doing exactly? You know that at sundown they hold their sermons for an hour. Now what is what exactly do you want to do, party? Wait as until it's over. Is, and... Yeah, as soon as services are over, well, as soon as services start, go tell the guild that when they're done, we plan on going in and wait, let them do their thing. Wait a bit after it's over. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So you make your way down uh, as the sun goes down to Blackwalker and her Assassin's Guild and your newly earned respect. There's no fight club happening tonight. Tonight's business. Uh, Blackwalker, however, is still there waiting with a pair of her guards. Uh, and as you enter the same way you had previously, whoever, whichever I assume of Kahina or Inori goes, you tell her it's yeah. time. The no and uh, Black Walker picks up her sawtooth sabers, sheathes them, and motions the two guards to follow her without saying anything to them and then turns to you. Wait until a few hours past their sermon. Leave the two to be safe. Eastern entryway will be clear. No one will be any the wiser. Well, while we're waiting, I'm going to go to wherever the nearest coffee shop or cafe of any kind is get myself some coffee sounds like a plan you wait after sundown fully aware that the sermon is happening off in the distance in the bower you wait for an hour to pass when you imagine the sermon is over and another hour or two past that to make sure Blackwalker has done her deal and then from your condos or your cafes or whatever it is you're waiting. The party reconvenes outside the encircling bower. And let me pull you guys because this map is kind of oddly laid out. There we go. And I just, uh, obviously if you want to do anything from further away, I've only got so much map to work with. But here you are at the eastern door. I just have to have my sword out to get the benefits. I don't have to be like yes, holding it. Yes, you have to be wielding it, but uh, it doesn't have to be up and at the ready. I mean, it has to be in your hand. Yeah, it, it like out. in my hand, but I can hold it down like at my side. Yeah, yeah, but you just you just have to be wielding it. So you want to have you have uh, Coriana's blade out of your sheath and just ready, so you have that deflection bonus ready for it. Or not even deflection; it's literally just untyped AC. Yep. It's it not deflection; it's yes AC. Yep. Uh, I want to be holding it just like in my drawing where it's just, it's down here, it's at my side, it's not threatening, but it's in my hand. Okay. So, what do you do, party? What were these doors like from the outside again? Uh, these were two, uh, there's a pair on each side of simple, but fairly heavy wooden double doors. That's a stout brick archway 
inset with uh, what appears to be solid carved oak. And like most of the outside of this building, it is fairly run down, but the doors are still heavy and set in place. Uh, the doorways have had the most effort on the outside to be cleared away, so the doorways are at least cleaned up and polished, but that hasn't removed all the wear of the building being abandoned for as long as it has. So not that I can't see anything, but I also can't see anything. Um, uh, I, oh, this actually might be the old Dara token. Oh, yeah. That might be from before we rebuilt your character sheet <laughs> I was to like, fix the dex modifier. Okay, perfect. That's it. There we go. Yeah, definitely tell me when that happens. I'll just sit well, there I didn't know if I with your hands see folded or in like, silence. I this was like fine. looking around the map. My screen is black, but this is fine. <laughs> so. so is there like a visible lock from the outside? or uh, There's a keyhole. There's not there's like an external hole. lock, but there is a keyhole. <sighs> just to be clear here, we're still trying to determine whether or not the prince is real or a phantom or an illusion or whatnot. We're not just going in here to start yeah. swinging on these dudes, right? We need to take possession of the prince. If he's actually whatever. Well, I mean, we need to take possession of whoever he is. Figure that out. And I believe we're going to have to take out a lot of the cult in the process. Particularly the leader. I was under the impression that we are going in and shooting everyone. <laughs> I mean... Excuse me, I thought we were killing everything. <laughs> probably not kill the child and maybe not kill his fangirl, but pretty much everybody else is fair game from what I figured. Avoid fights where we can, but... S sneak it, yeah. That's the thing about cultists. If you leave any left, they'll kind of reform. So you need to take out as many of But the... do we have a problem with this cult other than that they are having... That's kind of where I'm at right now, standing outside the door here. I mean... They've been drugging citizens in their shows. So is the bar down the street. Every single person goes in there is drugged. And yeah, but out. they're not claiming holy holiness doing it. I mean, I trust your judgment, Baylor. We've been through a lot. I, I, I'm, I'm with you, but what's going on, Baylor's words here? Yeah, we're, we're with you here. Just, I don't know. I'm just a bit apprehensive, I guess. So, to perception on the door to see if it's trapped. I mean, again, I always assume that you're taking ten on perception. Yeah. If you, if you really want to roll out it, go ahead. But, no, uh, I'll take 10 on This it. is the exterior door yeah, to I'm the just building gonna open that it. they use to if we're ready. citizens in well, every day. So You can try. I don't know if it's going to open. can open it from and range. He walks up. And the door actually opens straight inward. Seems the Assassin's Guild left it unlocked for you. Ah, those guys are so good. <laughs> it really impressed me. Oh. I, I, I know my track record for this. I'm actually going to carefully look inside the room. 23. Uh, so looking around what appears to just be uh, a small... I mean, you came in through here before when you watched the sermon. It's just a small entryway, uh, devoid even of so much as decorations, other than a very simple brown, uh, thick rug rolling from the outer doors to the inner doors. 
You see nothing else of interest in there. I will step inside, look back at everyone, and ready to open the next door. And as you all move around... I would assume there's enough room in the, in this diagonal room for all three of us to stand. Yeah, you all could... Uh, as you, you want to close the door behind you is what you want. No. No? Oh. Not well, yet. I mean, yeah, you... Not yet. Okay. So you get in here. And like, Anori could also be in here. Yes. You just get in the here shape of the room. and open the interior door. And once again, you reveal the inter uh, the inside of the circling bower where the sermon had been performed. Just a large audience chamber with a stage at the front. And a woman standing there that none of you recognize. She's spattered Ooh. with blood. And wearing what appears to be a very old-fashioned but fairly elegant frilled suit with a pair of goggles up on her head. And as the door opens, she's already standing there watching you. But she makes no move to attack or anything. She simply waits. She's looking right at us? Yeah, yeah she's looking. We're not sneaking or anything. Yeah, I mean, you just... And I open the outer door. It's pretty silent in here, so. Not anymore now that I'm walking around. And you, you and your giant clocking full plate with an armored coat over the top of it, making as much noise as it's physically possible to make. Buddy, continue along in. Close the door behind you. Mm-hmm. Walk into the room. And do you want to be closing the exterior door, I imagine? So yeah. it, uh, it all looks like it's perfectly fine from the outside. Sealing yourselves inside the bower. And I'm going to notice over here, we appear to have some uh, taken care of dwarves. On the western side of the room, two of the dwarven sentries are utterly eviscerated. <sighs> They're not dead. They are ripped apart. They're and their blood, gore, and innards covers all of the back two rows of seats near that entrance. Uh, one of them is dead, slumped against the wall where he assumedly stood. The other managed to get inside the room before he met a similar fate. They are very, it's a DC negative 40 heal check. They are dead. They're, unless like, it would have to be a magical illusion that that's not actually what, ha what it looks like for them to be alive. I'm gonna look back at Baylor and I'm going to say Spear Sword, nodding my head over towards the lady in front of us. Is this uh, your work over here? And she looks over to the two dwarves and shrugs. Buzz, yes. Are you get part of the Assassin's Guild? Oh. Is that why the other two were missing? Oh, oh wild card then. Nice. The question you have further here, business in the bower tonight. I do, in fact. But I must ask, what brings you here? None of you are ASMR. You don't look like these cultists. It's because we're, we're not. not cultists. Hmm. 
I'm interested. Alright, I'll bite. Assassin skilled? Did you arrange to have the other two removed then? Kid, we need words with the Twilight Child. A Twilight Child. Or whatever it is. Oh, that's a fair enough statement. This Prince Carius, they purport. It's quite a ridiculous thing, isn't it? That's why we need to talk to him, see how ridiculous it is. Hmm. From the look of your arms, I imagine you're here to talk much as I was with these two sentinels by the door. And she nods to the huge, just, pile of gore. I, uh, get ahead of myself. My name is Dame Nenarine Adela. I believe we're here for much the same reason. I do believe we are. I'm Nelogenous Stalwart. Pleasure to meet you. Well, I've changed my mind. Oh? I want to kill you. I see no need. You are a wild card in my task, but you seem a capable enough sort. Eh, perhaps I need not even be here. What brings you out on this fine evening? Well, I have my own reasons for putting an end to this ridiculous cult. It's a farce that's gone on far long enough. We're here for more of the same reason than you think. So tell me then. What are your intentions for Vadrigan, their leader? Death. Then we are in pleasant company after all. Girls! And she motions with her hand uh, up towards the upper level of seats above you. And as she does, a pair of what look like utterly feral vampires jump Ooh. down from the upper ledge. One right next to Nell and one on the other side near where the dwarves had been. And they both move almost like animals. The one near you prowling uh, low down and looking up towards Nell and sniffing across the group. Easy, Nell. Easy. I'm not taking an, a uh, defensive stance or anything. I'm just still standing here with my sword at my side. looking at this blood-spattered vampire, and their faces are absolutely covered in what's probably the dwarves' blood. They're messy eaters, it seems. I see and that you've already had your fill. Well, to some extent. There's plenty more of cultists, I'd imagine. There's plenty more stock wherever it is we choose to go still we've had enough for one night i imagine i have other things i'd rather be attending to judge you fail at your task i'll handle it for you but again you seem a capable sort oh, it always help sure that we do i really do have better things i need to get to and regardless of what you do here well, this and your infiltration, I imagine, will drive them underground for some time. No, we've done enough. And she snaps her fingers, and the two vampires on all fours run back over toward her, flanking her on either side. And she pats one of them on the head like she would a favorite dog. 
says, all right. It was a pleasure making your acquaintance then. Nalaginous stalwart and friends. Pleasant Same evening to you. to you. And uh, she goes out towards the dead dwarves and it, it doesn't seem like anybody is going to stop her. Nope. She no. is. Is. No reason walk to make up. our task harder. I'm not one to look a gift <laughs> vampire in the mouth. She's going to walk up. I, I've got the knowledge religion. Does she, she seem undead, or does she just have vampires in tow? Uh, she oh. definitely also is a vampire. <laughs> she is, she like is way less feral ones. than the other two, but yeah. she is definitely also a vampire. Uh, she is making no effort to hide that whatsoever. All right. And she pulls the goggles down over her face, pulls two little flasks off of her uh, belt, and like like feeding a freaking dog medicine, reaches down and like grab one of the vampire's jaws and hold it open and pour a drink in. And as it does, the vampire would fizzle out of existence. And she would do the same to the second. And then turn, wave briefly to the party before downing a potion herself and also disappearing. Right. That was unexpected. And horrifying. I'll just continue on down. So vampires is yet another problem Yanma seems to have, but was not on our list of things we needed to take care of. <laughs> hey, very tall cows. You know there's vampires. <laughs> Nobody else is the least bit concerned that we just saw three vampires. That's not our problem. about the Azamar. That's interesting. Well, the interesting that you immediately went to the die card or that we saw three vampires? Well, there are other Azamar about the cult, and they seem to be here specifically because of them. Uh, it's just a curious fact. Hope there Can are vampires more. drink Azamar blood? I don't see why not. I I can because it they Google. have the blood of good aligned outsiders in them. That yeah, I like mean a- they they are actually native outsiders. Uh. I'm pretty sure vamp- Pathfinder vampires. I mean, make me a knowledge <laughs> religion. Just something I've never really thought about before. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, fun. I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm sure you can you can't fail to know at least something about vampires with knowledge <laughs> religion. Yeah, thirty. Uh, so of course. I'm pretty sure Pathfinder vampires just drink the blood of living creatures, uh, living sentient creatures. I'm pretty sure Pathfinder vampires could drink cow blood if they felt like it. I think it's just living creature blood. Because there's nothing... Provide the creature is the same creature type as the vampire's base creature type. Uh, so they have to be humanoid. Yeah, they're then. actually not humanoid. Yeah, uh, Isamar are native outsiders, right? They're not humanoid? Yeah, they're native outsiders. So, yeah, I guess they actually... That's just to turn them into a vampire. They couldn't turn ASMR into other vampires. <laughs> I'm, I'm not positive if they could subsist off of native outsider blood, but it's an interesting question. That sounds like an OC. Yeah, they definitely can't turn ASMR into vampires. ASMR. Unless the vampire themselves were ASMR or native outsiders, and then they could turn ASMR into vampires. Anyway, vampire biology aside, you continue to move into the room. Now, as you approach the stage, of course, there are the stairs flanking it on either side, as there always have been, but you've never really had the opportunity to get near it. 
I'm near it. Now there's a, a heavy green curtain that's drawn around the back of the stage that like somewhat obscures these two staircases in front of you, but not enough that you can't like see what's behind them in this state. Uh, and up in the backstage, you can already see several doors leading various places. Uh, from here, you can also see, now that you're, you're actually getting up the stairs so you can see down onto the stage, intricate systems of circles and diagrams painted on the stage with a very curiously dark pigment. In addition, now evident to you without gas and at a point-blank range, you can very clearly see there is a large trap door ten feet across set in the center of the stage. I will point that out. So, that's probably where people disappeared and come back up from. And you can't fail this knowledge, Arcana, Baylor. So as you would get up here to where you can see these circles, you would identify that this dark pigment is a silver-based ink pretty regularly used to inscribe magical circles for spells. Uh, but this design here is unique, and you would need to roll a knowledge arcana or spellcraft to understand what it could be for. Let's take a look. Were they 34? 34. 34 knowledge arcana. This doesn't align with really anything that you can tell specifically. It's no spell you recognize. The best you can tell, this design on the stage looks like it's a very heavily modified summoning circle. Uh, modified meant to channel something other than an outsider. Interesting. What's interesting, Baylor? I don't like when you get that look on your face. Just the conjuration and these symbols here. I can't tell quite what they were going for. That's best we don't mess with magic if we don't understand it for at least the moment. We can always deal with it on the way out. So you've learned that then. This kind of magic, yes. Your kind of magic's fun. So here's the question. Do we go through all these doors one by one? Or do we open the trap door, use a rope, and just climb down to the source? As you make I your way we... backstage, you can see that uh, there's a hallway back here leading into the back half of the bower with numerous doors. You can see at least five from where you are, leading into different back rooms and chambers. Trap I say door we may not go door. far. It may just be where they hide Carius during the ceremonies and he rises up out of. It could be no more than a small room, or it could go far deeper. Well, do we want to look? Maybe we should clear this floor first. Make sure it's clear before we go messing with potentially locking ourselves under the stage. And I'm going to oh, walk yeah, over uh... to this first door on the right bunch of doors 
And as you make your way in here to the first door on the right, are you going to open it? It doesn't appear to be locked. It looks like a simple wooden backstage door for this theater. It doesn't even possess a lock. I will uh, look back, see if anyone's moving up, and then open the door. As you guys carefully make your way into the hallway here, you open the door into what appears to be a backstage dressing or resting room. But inside it are numerous of the ASMR cultists uh, sitting or laying on beds, reading, preparing magic, doing various things. But as they see you at the door, now their face very much does look like this as they immediately reach for weapons or begin to encant spells Can I to say something upon upon seeing them? Uh, you can say something on your initiative. Okay. <laughs> because this is all as soon as the yeah. door opens, so no one can Hi, do guys. anything outside your initiative. That's a good thing my sword's in my hand. That's probably a good thing your sword's in your hand. Is that everybody? One, two, three, four, five. Yep, that's all of them. Alrighty. Oh, that one didn't go as well as the Blackwalker one did previously. So, the cultist nearest the door immediately five footsteps uh, jumps up off the bed and sitting on the edge of his bed. He gets up and moves away from the doorway. Actually, you can just move, move. You're all flat-footed. He's going to get up and move away from the door. I'm going to hit him. Does combat reflexes let you... Oh, yeah. Combat reflexes let you do the thing. So, Even yeah. if he hasn't gone yet? Yep. Uh, he doesn't provoke... Oh, he's in cover. He doesn't provoke for you at all, actually, if he moves here to here because he's got cover okay. from the doorway. So, for a variety of reasons, I was actually almost awesome until I realized he had cover, and I always forget yeah. the cover actually prevents yeah, it. Doorways. Uh, he moves back... No, yes, no. Yeah, no, <laughs> yes, no, no, no final answer. Uh, he moves all the way back to the corner. Uh... It doesn't seem like it's a very large room. And then this dude doesn't seem like he's very particularly armored or in any way prepared for combat. But he is going to do his best. And as he casts a spell, <laughs> Nell, I need you to make me a will save. This is an enchantment compulsion. I'm pretty sure you have a thing for that. That's a 16, yeah. Uh, so with a 16, as he finishes his spell, you feel your perception kind of shift, and you're overwhelmed with a feeling of absolute disgust. And for whatever reason, this ASMR in front of you is now so horribly disgusting that you are nauseated as long as you're anywhere near him. And the second cultist is going to step up off the bed as well. Uh, and he will step down in front of his ally here, raise his hand, and encant something much simpler as a blast of lightning surges out through the door. Nell and Kahina, reflex saves. Uh, Nell with a 25. That is good. Mm -hmm. And Kahina? Well, I had it and then it disappeared. 
Whoa. You just click the button that says reflex on your character sheet. Yep. Uh, with a 13, not quite as impressive. So, Kahina, you take 29 damage from this lightning bolt. Nell, you take 14. Inori. Okay. I'm going to draw the circle in the air, push my hand through it, give me myself shield. And after seeing the lightning bolt, the uh, my attention. Yeah, you can see this lightning bolt surge out through the door. Now they're gonna die. So I move into the room. One, two. Uh, can I hop up on the bed? Uh, yeah. I'll let you walk up on the bed. I won't let you like charge over beds or anything, but you can definitely just step up on a bed, dude. A ninth level magic, a three foot high bed is not gonna. Not even three. Well, how high is the bed? Like a foot and a half? Yeah, you can step up on a bed. <laughs> And uh, as soon as I get on top of the bed, uh, uh, orange lightning kind of like starts to flicker around as I attempt to hasten my assault once again, realizing that that is a thing I can do. It's quite effective. Okay. Once I find it. As it's, it's just the same thing, yeah, for now. All right, and as you make your way into the bed here, you speed up readying to battle these cultists. Uh, Kahina, reeling from the surge of lightning. Reeling from the surge of lightning. There is one person Did still in Did I mention to the audience that you guys are level 9 now? That was the thing I forgot to say in my intro. Yeah. I knew I was forgetting something in the intro. Yeah, we're level 9 now, by the way. Continue. New stuff. I, I, I put it in my resub message at the beginning. I did totally forget to tell. I was like, I, there's someone I was supposed to tell everyone that I forgot. All right, we're level 9. Let's get them. <laughs> yeah. Well, number one, she's going to call in there. Hey, better not do that again. Or someone else better not do that. Stop shooting lightning at me. Stop shooting lightning at I me. I thought you were about to get the one. That's uh, the intimidate to right, the so, person who has not gone yet. Uh, you can't can you intimidate, intimidate someone you can't, you can't see? see? I, yeah, yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, okay, you, well, you that's okay. Just, Intimidate one of them if you want. No, because that takes, a, that takes that takes Oh, that was your free. That was your free for what yeah. initiative. Yeah, you can't see that guy, so you can't get I can't that unfortunately. But it doesn't matter because hey, we're level nine, and instead of busting out to the regular oration, instead she start. I start to sing, sing a beautiful, beautiful, joyous aria. Okay. Welcome to your first Bardic Masterpiece. Oh, neat. Now you get to re-roll your save against Nauseated. At the end of the round. At the end of the round. Right. So. All right, uh, that's, and that's all pretty immune, neat. we're all immune to poison for the next nine hours. Also pretty cool. All right, is that it for After, you? That's, uh, that's it for me right now, yes. All right, so another cultist comes out from the back of the room and seeing Inori hasten herself and uh, jump up with Siarn in hand, he is going to cast a spell on you as well. Make me a will save. Twelve. 
23. 23? You feel that, or the same as I disguised, uh, described the Nell, for some reason this man just becomes physically repulsive to you. But you recognize this magic, and you have studied enough magic of your own to be able to push this out of your mind without letting it control you. Dara. Okay. Uh, so I uh, hear all these spells from around the corner, and I actually brace my arm er, and my crossbow around the wall and just pivot around the wall. And as I'm going by, I just shoot the first person that I see in the other room. Obviously going around Nell and Kahina. Uh, trying to keep to the yeah, wall. The first Close. person I see who is not a member of my party. Not a member <laughs> of my party. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to use two grit and uh, rep chat. All right, so your usual trio of bullets shoots out. He's going to have cover from you uh, because okay, of your interposing and then, allies. And then also, uh, so for Kahina's new move is that... You are not buffed move? by a performance. No, this is in okay. place of the performance. It's a separate okay. thing. Perfect. Okay, just making sure. Okay. Doesn't matter. Yeah, this is completely irrelevant. All right, so with a 24, one of those hits, and with a 15, one of them misses. And with a 19 on the die, I need you to confirm one of them crits. Okay. And now you can always roll twice to confirm, and I believe you took critical focus, so you have a plus four to the roll as well. Uh, definitely confirm. So one hit, one miss. One Dara special directly into the nearest cultist who shot the lightning bolts. Okay. So you're gonna damage uh, four times. What you meant to say is Dara just instigibs one cultist per round. Probably, yes. Uh, 14 damage from the first bolt. And then the second bolt does 14 <laughs> plus 11, so 25. Okay. Plus 10, so 35. And the first hit Set reels him a bit, pierces through his robes, and the second one catches him and knocks him down completely, taking him out of action. Perfect. Nell, you are nauseated. You cannot take standard actions. I will step over to Oh, here. and Baylor, you're on deck. I forgot. My bad. No, that's all good. That's it. Alright, so you disgusted but metagaming that he knows he's going to get to reroll his save at the end of the round no, moves no. directly towards the target of his revulsion anyway, even though there's have, nothing he could possibly do. I have AOOs if they try to cast. You can't take AOOs if you're nauseated. I didn't know that. At least I don't think so. I have to double check now. Am I wrong? I'm pretty sure you can't take AOOs if you're nauseated. I'm pretty sure I didn't you can't take standard actions or attack at all. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's you are wholly unable to attack, cast spells, or do anything that requires attention. Period, and also you only get a move action. Okay. So yeah, I, you, uh, knowing that I, you you can't do. Yeah, I wouldn't have moved at all. Then I would have planted my feet and just tried not to vomit. Planted your feet and start getting that fast healing again as you stand on the door and do nail things. Baylor, you're up, Inori. You're on deck. All right, I'm gonna run up to the side of the door. Trying to stay in cover for potential future lightning bolts coming this way. Reasonable. Reasonable worry. Uh, lean around the corner. Reaching over Nell, vomiting onto the floor. <laughs> and the guy standing behind, 
the one Dara already took down is gonna get a spear. All right, so we're just gonna go ahead and start throwing out what damage we can. And with a 24, your spear will certainly connect. He's wearing robes. He has the telltale shimmer of mage armor, but there doesn't seem to be much else protecting him. Uh, 10 damage, and is he still bleeding for two, or has that gone up recently? Still two. Okay, still bleeding for two. It's going to be a while before that goes up again. And then at the end of the round, to Kahina's performance, Nell, you get another attempt at the saving throw. As her performance inspires you to stop vomiting on this guy's feet. And with a 21, you 23. in fact... A 23, yeah, because it's against compulsion. You do, in fact, overcome it. And with her support, you shake it off and regain your composure. Yeah. This Yay, is a new thing. Yay, level nine spell. <laughs> All right. This uh, cultist that takes the spear is going to bleed for two damage before raising his hand and uh, making a concentration check to attempt to do the same thing that he did previously. Oh, do I really, the NPCs really not get concentration button on their spells? Fine, I'll roll it manually. Well, like, the NPC stat blocks in roll 20 are actually like stat block lights. They're not the same thing you have. Oh. Because I don't need that much because they're going to be here for three rounds and then die. I have to go find the concentration button specifically. All right, he is going to focus, tunnel through the pain, and then he is going to also send a blast of lightning surging over his fallen comrade through the doorway. Nell, Kahina, and Dara reflex saves. Oh, hey. boy. The nat 20 from Nell. 21? 21 from Kahina and a 24 from Dara. Oh, hey, you guys are ready this time. You've seen this. You've seen it happen once. You're ready when it comes around again. And each of you are able to get largely out of the way, taking 14 damage apiece from the surge of lightning. And he then moves further back into the room, away from the door, uh, taking cover as far back in the corner as he can. Inori. Has this guy right here that I'm pinging, has he done anything hostile yet? He cast a spell on you and you resisted it. Okay, well, that's... He he tried to make you disgusted like Nell was, but you overcame it. All right. I'm just going to look at him as I jump off the bed and attempt to run past him to go after the guy that was hostile towards my friends. So I'm assuming he's probably going to swing at me here. Uh, do you have a weapon in your hand? He has a sickle, technically. Yeah, he's going to take an ALO. He's got a sickle in his hand, and he's going to swing it. And yeah, that's a seven. Not on the die, like, like total. So he, he does not yeah. successfully hit you with the sickle. He does not appear to be very trained in using weapons. These guys are clearly hardcasters. And uh, I'm going to continue then up to the guy that did the thunderbolt, the lightning bolt. And I'm going to try to kill him because he's hostile. He's also injured because he took a spear and he's back in the corner of the room bleeding and trying to protect himself. Mm, okay. And just over the overhead swing right at his skull with a 28. Uh, a 28 will most certainly connect. And dutch. And you hit Bang. him for, is it just 12 right now? Do you have? You it's have, 12 right now, yeah. You hit him for 12. He takes the hit. Uh, he looks fairly injured. They're not particularly resilient folk, these cultists. But he's with, still uh, up. With my 
haste. I, is that just for full round? Haste is extra only full attack? rounds. Yeah, you okay. still have to be able to five foot over to him to do the thing. Gotcha. All right, uh, Kahina, you're up. Dari, you're on deck. I gotta get. I'm trying to get back in the habit of doing this thing. All right. So now the performance changes. <laughs> and instead of singing, I march everybody forward. Onward we fight. And now you have your plus two um, to attack and damage. Now it has started. Um, I'm on five foot step over here. And I'm going to pull out a wand. Okay. And what is it still a move action to start your performance? Yes. Okay. So then we're going to come to this guy here. Oh. Is aware there is a Nori here, and she is angry, and she's doing stuff to him, and he doesn't want to have stuff done. But you've come in the room, and you're clearly casting a bunch of spells, and this concerns him. So he is going to attempt to cast a spell defensively as he protects himself from errant sword swipes. And then he is going to fill his hand with a swirling magic. And with that, he's going to reach out and try to touch you. What's your touch AC? 19. Now, he doesn't... He's not a very practiced combatant. And uh, you're, you're able to keep your way, uh, keep yourself back away from his hand, but the energy is still there, and he's reaching out trying to touch you. He's trying to touch you with some kind of spell that it's the reasonable assumption you probably don't want to be touched with. Dara, you're up. Nell, you're on deck. So I am, I can't tell how big the room is or no. how many people are in the room. Definitely so I'm going to stay here and wait until I have a better idea of what I was, uh, what, what's going on. Okay. Uh, no. Baylor, you're on deck. Do the beds eat movement? Uh, I'm going to say you can't charge across the beds, but I'm not going to quite make them difficult terrain. You can move across them pretty freely. I'm just going to say you can't charge across them. All right. I'm going to move back to here and provoke from... Uh, he doesn't... Oh, he did actually just take his he got turn. A new so turn. Yeah, he can try to swing it. Like, he doesn't have cover every place. Um, he... No way. <laughs> he reaches out! And he catches you with the sickle as he slings it. The 20 magnet walks into the room. And uh, as you are just completely disregarding him as a threat, he does manage to catch you for a total of five damage with that sickle sling. I am going to return the favor. It probably hit this guy for more than five damage, I hope. And ignore the second dice. All right. Well, a 15. I, 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 it does run by a 15. As I suppose you're caught off guard by this guy actually managing to get the tip of his sickle in around your armor. Throws you off balance enough that you don't manage to hit the guy who doesn't have any armor. How was this a turn that happened? Anyway, Baylor, you're up in Ori. You're on deck. Uh, my touch is 21. My AC is 36. Okay. I'm gonna head on into the room and 
Yeah, I'll jump on the bed to duck into this corner. Right, just try and tuck yourself as in cover as you possibly can. And use that cover and shoot a spear at the one. That's the one trying to touch Inori, right? The one on yeah, the bottom. Yeah, the closest one to you is the one that's uh, got the magic in his hand and is clearly trying to touch Inori as she dances around him and uses CR to keep his hand away. All right, spear time. Holds the shield out in front of her. Let's stop. And uh, with a 26 again, your spear will connect. Dealing this time Much 16 this time. damage. And this man is now also bleeding. Well, on the so corner. Baylor, oh, oh. You want to step in? I uh, am. Yeah. As okay. Baylor. George. Um, as Baylor <laughs> moves in, I'm going to just follow right behind Baylor, stand in the doorway. And as, uh, as I get to the doorway, I can see do the same thing. Kind of pivot around the doorway a little bit and just shoot the first thing that's not our party. Take one pot shot at the closest cultist here. Set by a wooden spear, reels around with the magic still in hand, and also takes a crossbow bolt. Because a 26 will certainly hit. Okay, for 16. Uh, 16 damage. And at this point, they both look pretty hurt. Okay, so now the cult is back in the corner. Gonna bleed for two. Now what are you gonna do, you sad little man? You are very body. Both in the just rolled twenty sixes on attack rolls and did sixteen damage. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that wow. is actually that is interesting. Yeah, you both hit twenty six to hit and sixteen damage. That's I'm the thing. Just copying Baylor here. <laughs> Your options are what I would like to call limited. He is going to attempt to cast a spell defensively. Uh, he is going to pass. And he, once you get past like level five, it's pretty much impossible for any actual caster to fail casting defensively checks, isn't it? At least, what do you need to fail? Does he have two? to make two because he's also bleeding? I forget what we said about that. I think he, he does actually. I think he does take a second one for the bleeding too, uh, which he does also pass. And he is going to summon up another lightning bolt and blast it towards the large angry plate man that just showed up next to him as he seems a much easier target and you are clearly already injured. Give me a reflex save, Nell. Oh, These are some hot man. reflex saves. You're like Spider-Man. Dude's got some feet. 26 from Captain Fullplate. Uh, meaning you're only Full gonna take- wearing an armored coat. 10 damage from this lightning bolt. And he can't really, he's totally bodied. He can't go anywhere. Uh, Inori and Kahina, you're on deck. All right, as soon they as They both he, look pretty hard. The, the one in front of me uh, right here at the top that, that tried to lightning bolt Nell, as soon as he reaches out and does the, the lightning, I'm, I, I'm going to attempt to cut his arm off after he does it. And it's still hanging out there. Okay, yeah, it's, it's ripe for the cutting. <laughs> he, he overextended. He, wow, man, that hurts me deeply. Got him. Yeah, it made you so mad you definitely hit him. Uh, 28. We'll connect. Roll me damage on him first. Okay. Because if he goes down, you can use the rest of your attacks on the other guy. Bang. And with wow. the 16, <laughs> you chop his hand off and bleeding from the spear wound and bleeding from the one of his arms missing from the elbow down, he goes into shock and slowly curls over on the floor. So you can direct the rest of your attacks at the other guy. All right. You can all me the other guy. Yeah, you can just go. I mean, I feel like if she gets two killing blows in one round, she's at least earned it. But uh, 
the second one, I'll just use my haste attack for full bad. Um, I want to. I mean, we, we set the same rule. I'm going to take the, the spear out of his back and try to like push it in more that Baylor. I don't. The what? spears dematerialize after. Do they dematerialize? Yeah, they, they shatter. Yeah, they're That's splintered. What spears. The bleed. Yeah. What about the arrow from Dara then? Probably a bolt still in him though. I'll just try to stick that in deeper. Uh, you just gotta reach out with the other hand and just palm the other bolt. Yeah. And you mash it in further. So you're taking our flavor conversation to heart. I like it. <laughs> oh. I think we've already covered what do you do, but what do you That's... do? Yeah, after bro bleeds out on the on the bed and just sort of slumps down i grab dara's arrow and just with my amazing magical strength to shove it in as far as i can just finishing the guy off and then look at dara in the doorway double d <laughs> <laughs> you you use your sword with one hand and you just literally palm the bolt in with the other hand and shove it out through the guy's chest and he gags a couple times Evan collapses into a pool of his own blood on the ground. So, I'm going to come out of the room, stand in the way of any potential oncomers from any other rooms that might have heard all this, and start healing. And when you plant your feet, nothing happens, actually. I missed that the first time you did it, but this is not the ground floor. Oh, boy. You have a basement detector attached to your feet, my friend. And this place appears to have a basement. The boots of the earth can't find a connection. Okay. Uh, told you we need to go down the trapdoor. Yeah. Now we know. That. Yeah, now I'll plant my feet. Nothing happens. And I'll uh, look around for a second. Stomp a little harder. <laughs> Nothing happens. And I'll say, guys, I think the boots stopped working. Because I can feel it when it's happening. Yeah, you, you, you it's fast healing feel. one. And like, it takes a bit, but you are healing from literal stab and lightning wounds in seconds. You can definitely feel it. There's definitely not working. Baylor, he broke his boots. And I'll ask for a couple of hits from the Cure Moderate. And yeah, hit you and... door over there is larger than we thought it was. You and Kahina are both pretty clearly injured at this point. Yeah. It's 13 oh. for the cure monitor. 13 right? for a moderate and six from a light. Just, you obviously have the sheet, so you take as many as you want. Nell, mm -hmm. anyone else who wants healings, tell them how many hits of 13 or six you want. Yeah, I took two moderate and I'll take two lights. Okay. Anything particularly interesting in this room or? Uh, looking around the room here, this mainly just looks like a, a barracks they stayed in. It doesn't look like they did much more than sleep in this room, but I'm assuming as a wizard you're looking around the room at this point just inherently includes casting detect magic. Yeah, that too. But So, uh, as you swing that around, you can tell that the blue rubs worn by each of the cultists are enchanted. But other than those three pings, you don't pick up anything else. But what may be somewhat interesting to you is that in addition to the three men in here there appear to be skull caps and blue tunics outfits for six more neatly folded uh, under the beds 
The uh, the enchantment on the robes. It's a cloak resistance plus one. Ah. Shove those in the bag and let's check this room here and then yeah, they've each check got the basement. Hey, uh, hold, hold on. We might have outfits. There's no oh. way that my big metal ass is going to sneak around in an outfit without getting noticed. You can cover it up, man. Can I cover up the clankety clank? You would not be able to cover an armored coat over full plate with a robe without it being incredibly obvious. Some of us might be minus able to... like minus eight to your disguise check, but uh, you can you can try. Maybe all he needs to fool is a golem. They're used to things being big and bulky. <laughs> that is not a bad idea. I actually. <laughs> really like that idea. I mean, maybe we, some of us can disguise and some of us don't. Pass me one of the hoods. We could even just just to get someone off of surprise. At I first glance. Way too much by wearing full body. <laughs> I'll take one of the hoods and put it on because I don't have anything. I have my mask slot, but I don't have a head. Only the top layer of your clothing, armors, or items works. I mean, the. So these are just mundane clothing. Yeah, these are just this is clothing. This okay, I thought it was like a, a cloak of resistance turned into like a robe. I mean, there's a part of the robe is a cloak of resistance, but like the robe robe is just robes. You're just clothes. Okay. Wait, so is are there nine cloaks of resistance in here? No, there's uh, there's only the ones that are on them. Yeah, yeah. The the costumes we're the wearing don't have any magical property Yeah, at the all. costumes yeah. are just clothing. See, I don't even need the extra robe. I can just. <laughs> Do my sleeves and garments, and make it look like that. All I need is a, the the headpiece. I could press to digitate the blood off of these things. That would be. You could definitely help. do that. Yes. A few castings of. to digitate the holes out of them. Press to digitate yeah, later. You can remove the. Uh, but there's there are those fresh ones. There's six more yeah. fresh there's, ones. There, there, there's, there's there's six ones folded up, just waiting to be used. All right. So. If yeah. Putting these on, we all need to roll disguise checks, right? You will roll disguise checks when they become relevant. Okay. I'm putting one on too, then. Right over my trench coat. <laughs> yeah, it's just over everything. Just hopefully, at first glance, they. Is everyone putting on seat. cold robes? Yeah. I mean, I'm just changing my clothes. Yeah, to you're, look you're like putting it. on a hat and then using the uh, as many garments to just I mean, make. Honestly, this probably fits me really well. Yeah. Looks very good on you too. Strangely enough. So this is what it would be like if I joined the cult. Oh. <laughs> How's it, do you uh, like it? How's it feel? You feel more better. enlightened? <laughs> feel less immortal than I thought I would. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> All right. So I reckon we're going to use the trap door, or are we going to check this room? Well, I mean, now with disguises, maybe we should just head down. All right. Or just gonna jump on the other guys? I, I'm not sure. What are we thinking? I mean, it's... Trap door's right here. Let's go. Uh, the trap door has a massive, heavy padlock on it. Is the lock door sized? It is padlock sized. I mean, what? Well, but you I said can... massive, so yeah, I could try and pick sure, it. Sure, it's a. 
No, this would be a pretty extravagant lock. I don't think skeleton key will work on this one. But can I also tried to continue looking device? up here for Does a key. Apple also have disabled device. You can't infect either. Yes. Uh, with an 18, this lock is dramatically beyond your capabilities. As if the ability to take 20 was developed almost entirely for disabled device. Okay. So We don't have 20 minutes to hang around here. It's not 20 minutes. It's not. It's, it's, it's two like minutes. Two. Oh, yeah. two minutes. Sorry. Yeah. An, uh, an attempt isn't a minute. Yeah, it's, it's a... It's it a full round action. Yeah, I it's just rip it off. But you can't just try to smash the trapdoor yet. It is always an option. Not even smash it. Just, like, rip that, the padlock off. That'll make a lot more noise than... A couple of lockpicks sliding around in it. All right. Hey, wanted to see if I could see do if it. Taking twenty will. <laughs> but uh, you take twenty, and uh, as you start to fiddle with this lock, you, you kind of try to find some amount of purchase for your picks. Stick them in, wiggle it around a bit, do the raking. You know, standard lockpicking business. A gas starts to emanate from the Ooh. edges of the trapdoor. We gotta go. Ooh, back up. Kahina Oof. and Nell, I need question mark saves. Hold on. Well, actually, I'm pretty sure it's fortitude. Probably it's a gas, but uh, this is, in fact, going to be fortitude saves. For It is against a poison. That is a natural one. I'm re-rolling that using and my... we are all under the effect and of... My no, none of us oh. can be poisoned. Yeah, you're right. You actually do have your. Yep, there's a poison. You so it doesn't. Okay. So you don't notice anything then, right? You have community of delay poison from the performance because they're singing inexplicably. Uh, that was a perfect example that, that I could have awesome. used my new feet. Not or you could not have to use your new feet. I yeah, know. You could still have it. <laughs> I was I was happy because I have a feet specifically for this. But Save a <laughs> thick, dark, rolling gas is emanating from the edges of the trap door up onto the stage. I'm going to just say, can I just break it probably, open? No. After a moment, it does finally stop, and you feel no effects because you have to lay poison on, so you all feel completely fine. Does it? Did it look like maybe um, it would be part of the, the show if they... It, uh, no, from the stage, around the edges of the stage are clearly visible nozzles they used for the display. This is this a is, very separate set of nozzles. This is very much a trap. Gotcha. Well, definitely a trap. I triggered a trap. Did I get the lock open there? No. You also okay. didn't open the lock with the take. All right. Let well, me get this thing out of here. <laughs> I mean, are we trying to make noise or not trying to make noise? No, I don't want to make noise, but... Could search the other rooms for a key. Yeah, we could. Yeah, better to keep the, the element Let's of surprise if we do can. do that, then. All right. Ready to open double doors. And as you move up to this set of doors, you cast open these simple wooden doors and reveal another barrack. Uh, these double doors are set together oddly, and there is still a large post in the middle of when, the, when they're both opened. It looks like initially these were two separate doors to two separate rooms. But once upon a time, the wall dividing them was demolished. So now it has two sets of bunk beds uh, in as far as possible opposite corners from the room. 
and a thin curtain has been tacked to the ceiling to attempt to redivide this room in half as it once was. I'm going to close the doors. Take a mm-hmm. quick look for a key, at least. I mean, if, if you want yeah, to. Yeah, as you ahead. glance around at the highest perception check in the uh, perception, the party is, what, 12, 14, 15 now, Dara? Yeah, 15. So with a, uh, with a 25 looking in that room, you, you don't see anything. There's some personal effects. Another couple, a couple smaller sized outfits, dwarf sized, perhaps. Hmm. And a few scattered coins that are literally not worth writing on your character sheet, and some personal effects. To the next door. So you continue working your way across the building, moving towards the west, now to the door directly behind the stage. And this one actually contains something relatively interesting. You open the door to a smaller dressing room, only about 10 feet across, with nothing in it but a large vanity table in the corner with a massive oval mirror set above it and a single wooden chair. Sitting in that chair is a creature. It's definitely not human, and it's also not wearing anything like the cult robes. Uh, It's wearing similar styled, but its robes and turban are all of a pale, yellowish, tan, beige kind of color. And it's got some golden ornaments on it, a massive belt set with huge emeralds, uh, very thin, clearly just decorative, ornate pauldrons, and a strange crown mounted on its head. It is a thing, to be sure. Here is a larger picture for you. And as you enter the room, it appears to be sewing, uh, working with something on its turban, uh, using its long clawed talons in lieu of any scissors or anything as it stitches something along its head. It does not, it clearly hears the door open. It sees you through the mirror. You make eye contact, but it doesn't stand up or say anything immediately. Should we roll disguise checks? It doesn't seem to care. I'm not gonna make you roll. As you watch, you notice it's not stitching its turban together. It's stitching its turban into the skin of its face. Okay. As it looks at you through the mirror, it snips a bit of the throat with its claw. You're not with the cult? So I have an offer for you. If you're willing to converse like civilized beings. Honestly, we prefer to. As it does, it's so just many people ready stitching. to just attack you. Attaching the turban to the skin around the edge of its forehead. What kind of offer are you making? And it reaches down and pulls out a drawer in the vanity and pulls out a ruby the size of a fist. 
and puts it on the table. Take this as payment for whatever it is you seek and leave this place, please. Gonna appraise it real quick. Right, give me a give me an appraise check. Oh, it was almost good. Oh, with a nine, that's a big freaking ruby. <laughs> like, that's a big rock, guys. That's, a, that's worth thousands of gold easy, but that is beyond the scope of your appraisal skills. Uh, you've never seen a single cut pure gemstone so massively large. Did anybody else have a praise? I can't see anything, so... I'm just sitting there. Yeah, you are I, 20 I, feet back around a corner looking vaguely yeah. at the door. Dara <laughs> Can I just look well enough to see from where I'm at? Yeah, I'll let you uh, I'll let you roll praise on this All ruby. Right. No, it'll literally just hand the ruby to you. Because a uh, 27. Uh, with a 27, this ruby is probably worth 10,000 gold. It is <sighs> truly massive. This ruby is a freak of friggin' nature. And this thing will hand it to you if you just leave. I'm going to leave the bower entirely or just leave you alone? Leave me, leave the bower, leave the cult. What about the Twilight Child? What about him? Well, we maybe we're to hoping to talk now. to him. None talk to the child. Surely this gemstone's value is worth more than whatever questions you have for this savior. Not, mm, not really. at all. And he uh, picks up the ruby and slowly stands up from the chair and turns and holds it out towards Nell. He looks you up and down. Surely we can reach a civil agreement. If you just let us talk to the child, our business will be done and we can just leave. <sighs> Always wasted time with savages. And lashes out with his claws. Oh no. Yep. So, <laughs> who saw that one coming? <laughs> I need some initiative, my friends. Uh, Dari, you're faster than me. Yes, yeah, so I'll put the point five there. Oop. What is your initiative? Because we have a 74 way tie at nine here. What is your initiative, Nell? And Dara, yours is like a bazillion. Here's a, a positive, it's higher than Let's his. say five at least. Yeah, it's definitely higher than his. All right. So as this thing lashes out to attack, Kahina, you've got a good position back here in the hall where you can see, and I guess you're fairly suspicious of this creature. You are first. Baylor, you're on deck. First. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, hey, you are the ones who said you wanted to be civil. Stop what you're doing right now and be civil <laughs> stop it put down a cluster <laughs> stop it stop clawing at my people bad kitty i got an intimidate check 
You're Let's a very see. ugly kitty. You're like one of those wrinkly it's cats. Very, with yeah, something's wrong. No it's fur. one of the like gross naked wrinkle cats. All right, what yeah. we got here? So let's go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep, he is shaking. This thing's mm -hmm. not immune to fear, is it? It's not mindless or anything. No. No, it's shaking. It seems frightened by your words, but nonetheless continues. Well. You're in stabbing range. <laughs> I am definitely in stabbing range, and I have a brand new glaive I haven't tried out yet. I fancy. Oh, it's the same glaive. But yeah, it's just especially it's a, enchanted now. It's, it's a, a plus one glaive. Fancier than it was previously. So. Right, give me your yeah, smile. Uh, I start my performance. Let's reach and just give him the poke. Uh, with an 18, as you react first, as he seems almost just offended by what you're saying to him, you catch him off guard. You hit that flat-footed. Yeah. What? So. Yeah, damage. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh. That one. Might be one higher. I don't think that has your glyph damn new bonus yet in it. So. Mm, yeah. That's so. right. It doesn't have it. So. Fort. Damage from the glaive. Alright, Baylor, you're up, and Nori, you're on deck. You so, give this me a creature planes? is relatively. Well, yeah. I'd say this creature is relatively covered. What knowledge was it? Planes. Planes. You remember this guy? You know this guy. Uh. To 29, I know this guy. It's your boy, the denizen of Lang. Oh. You know this guy. He wakes his way into every freaking campaign that exists. It's the denizen of Lang and a dragon. The two requirements for a Pathfinder AP. He, uh, he even gave us a giant ruby. How did I not know this? I know, dude. How'd you miss the giant ruby? Like, you let me down, man. Shaw, my encyclopedia <laughs> fell apart. Oh, man. I'll anyway. try harder on the next one for you. Uh, give me... You get three questions, actually. I know Meta, you probably know everything about Denizens of Lang, but give me your I, three I questions. I remember some of the important stuff. Well, give me your three I questions, then. so glad... Ooh. Somebody didn't beat him in initiative. I am less glad. Yeah, somebody <laughs> didn't win initiative. Against so, 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 about Pokey. that... It's the guy in front of him, too. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I guess, go ahead and explain that with my... <laughs> What other my questions? You want offense? Sneak attack, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. It's definitely got a lot of sneak attack. Uh, they are masters of anatomy and biology and use that to do terribly fatal blows to anyone who they can land precise strikes upon. I mean, of all the people to be in that position, I'm the best. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's better that you are standing in front of it having lost initiative to it than anybody else standing in front of it having lost initiative to it, but that's still not a great situation. We're just hoping Dara takes uh, him out for it. Help Dara just they, kills it instantly. Did they have any energy resistances? Because They are just about fully, they are completely immune to poison and damn near immune to cold and electricity. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chevy, I love you. <laughs> And then I'll just throw this one out there. I know they cannot be killed on the on a plane that is not their own, right? Yes, they are immortal on the material plane, uh, but killing it will banish it back to the plane of Lang. 
And also that connection manifests as fast healing, since, they un since the biology and the physics of this world are so much plainer and more mundane than their own. They functionally constantly heal due to their connection to their proper form on Ling. They have fast healing. Anyway. So I'm going to call out, do not hold back to everybody. And... And the ice and lightning thing, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Nori! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're like, sorry, Nori. She's weak to fire, Arisen! <laughs> no, no. This, this guy seems like he could use some lasers in his life. Ooh, lasers, you say? Tis double lasers, fire, I believe. Uh, I think you are definitely well into double lasers, yes? So, first Primary of all, laser. give me a hit roll. Uh, 15 on its flat-footed touch. Uh, its flat-footed touch is literally 10. Give me a spell resistance. Spell resistance. With a 20... Your scorching ray uh, seems to hit and almost fizzle for a moment before it blasts into this thing's form. You're good. Roll me that second one. Second ray! Secondary ray. Definitely it's on 21. Alright, two rays landed. Uh, you got through the spell resistance. It has no fire resistance. Give me that damage. Uh, 15 from 15 the first one. beam. And 12 from the second. All right. Is that all? Uh, yeah. All right. Inori, Dari, you're on deck. Uh, Baylor calling that out kind of throw me off a little bit. So I would do your entire uh, life. Uh, so I just start trying to poke around <laughs> the door frame. Birthday candles. <laughs> just want to poke around the door frame and try to stab him. If I, if yes, it's gonna have you got neutral cover around door frames like this, but yes, you can swing at it. Um, all right, let's try it. I'm gonna poke him around the corner, maybe in the pokes. Ah, uh, that's a uh, 32. 32 is definitely a poke. Give me a second poke. I swear they had DR, but I guess they don't. Just the fast healing. Yeah, I've looked over it sheet like 17 times. It doesn't have DR. Uh, 25. 25. Also, you're not going to let a door get in your way. Give nope. me damage twice. Baylor just said don't hold back. Yeah, door ain't going to stop you from beating up a weird alien. Nope. <laughs> Suddenly flickers of everything that happened in Strange Aeons fourth through Adori's head. <laughs> Ain't messing with no denizens. 14 and 16. 30 damage. The thing reels back as its claw sings up towards Nell. Dara, you're up. No, okay. you're on deck. So I hear Baylor. I can't see it at first, and I hear Baylor say, don't hold back. And as soon as it comes into vision, as I'm always looking for, like, weak points, I go up to, like, its temple. My eyes rise up to the temple. And I see the turban stitched into its face. And I'm just... And I just... Just off of instinct, 
three arrows just fire off. I really nope. want to stitch that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, knock that turban off your stupid head. All right. Or permanently pin it to him. She is not performing, no, but uh, okay. so you just got normal yes, attack so rolls. Yes, oh, I yes, performing? Yes. Oh, I didn't know you started performance. Okay, never yeah. mind. She's performing. You're good. Yeah, I had the I performance wing. All right, uh, so. 18 to 30 and a 10. 18 out of 30 both hit. Hard one does not. Doesn't matter what the result is. A hard one always okay. misses. Just like a hard 20 always hits. So also, me, it was a 10. It was also a 10, so yeah, it misses for a wide variety of reasons, but for reference, hard ones always miss. Uh, so give me damage twice. Okay, first damage. Oops, oops, oops. It was an attack roll. Oops. Almost! That yeah, you should, have, you should have had to take that one. It was, all three of those hit. That was wrong. That was wrong. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I think he's Barb's laughing at you. <laughs> is it really? Okay. Or is that just me? All right. Uh, 15. And a 17. 17 as he last his salvo of bolts to the doorway. It staggers. It's claws lashing out towards Nell as it lowers almost distending its jaw, revealing a mouth full of fangs and the veil stitched into its lower lip. And what happens to it, Dara? Ah, okay, so it steps forward and I can see the stitching. And as, as I automatically just pull the trigger, I was aimed at that and it just goes through the stitching in the temple and just goes straight through the head. And just drops them. Do got falling, I'll pluck the ruby from its hand. Straight. So the third one only blade. missed because he was already on the ground. Yeah, the third one missed because he died already. Back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got straight breach and cleared by the team. Did not get to activate. Feels bad. Is the ruby actually real or is it an illusion? I'm going to hand it over to Baylor. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to one detect magic on it. Yeah. Right, where is the thing about the Lang ruby? Because it's not actually under the denizen of Lang's page. I know the general understanding of the thing, though. Uh, running a detect magic. Do their rubies detect is magical? Let me find this real quick. This is the hardest thing I've ever googled. Um, it does... Render very faintly of transmutation. Is that anything to spellcraft or? Mm, yeah, give me a spellcraft. So you notice as Nell turns to hand it out to you, you uh, he's ho Nell's holding it. And you run your magic over. He doesn't actually physically hand the thing to you. Oh baby. 40. Because he can't. This is a lodestone. It is cursed. Nell, you are physically incapable of disposing of or giving away this stone, and your speed is halved. Oh, boy. <laughs> it is also worth absolutely nothing. Oh, not what a real a ruby. Wise. Dude, it's a good thing we're not an evil party. Like, thanks, man. Pay us. Wait a minute. We can't. <laughs> What's up with that? So, Nell, this lodestone is stuck on your person. You cannot... I just have to keep it. 
It can be taken from you, but then that person has it. But you cannot, by your own will, and Baylor with his 40 smoke out to explain how to, the, the curse on, on this. You cannot give it away. You cannot get rid of it. You cannot destroy it. You have to keep it on your person at all times. You sleep with it. You cuddle it like a, a stuffed animal. Oh, and, that's uh, fine. I know how to take care of this. If, um, can we just destroy it? Yeah. You can know, destroy there's it. That, there's that, or, I mean, hmm. You know, I mean, like most curses, a remove curse generally gets rid of, you know, curses. It's the thing it says on the, on the box. But, uh, you could try to destroy the thing, but as a magical item, it is a cursed magical item. It's very resilient to normal means of destruction. Is mage, mage hands a telekinetic thing? Would that be considered me taking it? it, it or? Would, you would be taking it. You would be. You would take the lead stance curse. It's an idea. We'll, we'll we'll just we'll deal with it for now. I say as they put it. Whatever. I'm slow. He's <laughs> put it in his bag. Cool. <laughs> now you have become the wall. You trundle forward at speed 15, <laughs> ready for action. Speed 20. Speed 20. Because we have the standard. Standard's 5, isn't it? Is it 10? It's plus no, it's five. 5. It's plus 5. You just said he plottered around at 15. Oh, yeah, so 20. Five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20. Uh, 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 order of operations. You're right. I was thinking, wait, how are you speeding 40? But no, because he's 15, then plus 5. Fair enough. So, with the majority of the backstage area cleared. Let's do two things real quick before we hop off, because I will just give you so that we can continue the adventure next week. The last door is also just a blank dressing room with uh, nothing of interest in it. And the only thing left is a, an external door leads out the back of the bower and a staircase leading downwards. However, there is something of interest in this room. As the denizen of Lang's body fizzles away as you're inspecting this curse and just dematerializes, leaving behind not even the robes. Nothing. And as you're looking at the lodestone, it turns from a bright red ruby to a dull gray rock. As you determine how the curse works. But there is one other thing in here that looks relatively interesting. A small wooden box on the dressing table in front of where the denizen had once stood. I'm not touching anything in here. They pick it up with mage hand. <laughs> so, ah, there you go, there you go. You, you did some value out of that. You pick it up with mage hand, wanting nothing in touching this. And does your mage hand open the box? As, yeah, as far away as I can with mage hand. <laughs> you have your mage hand just open this little velvet case. It's just latched. It's not locked or anything. Your mage hand okay. can do it. And inside is a leather vambrace. Uh, the vambrace bears a very prominent uh, sigil engraved at the top of it that you can see inlaid with green and blue uh, shining filigree. I uh, don't have to tell you at this point, I hope those are the colors of Taldor. And perhaps a knowledge history could tell you what this symbol Just is. floated right over in front of Baylor's face. <laughs> you said that this was a lodestone, right? Yeah, it's a lodestone. I'm going to stick it to the middle of my breastplate.
We'll you hope that people that. hit it? Continue. <laughs> they're, no, they're magnetic. Are they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. I mean, that's, that's what That's a lone stone. stone. That's L-O-D-E. This is L-O-A-D. It's not oh. magnetic. Shut up. Like, <laughs> I was like, where does it say it's magnetic? What? You, no. like, you said lodestone. I looked. It was up really hard to Google because I was like, lodestone. Did you mean lodestone? No, Google. I meant lodestone. Like, anyway, I thought you I had a really history, cool Miller. cursed rock. Give me your knowledge history. Twenty-eight. You've read books. Uh, you've read books before. I've read all of the books. You've read every book that exists. You would recognize that as the symbol of Grand Prince Penticus IV of Taldor. Of course. Lineages yeah. back. Wow. This is a pretty ancient relic. He was around the fourth army of exploration, so that would have been a few hundred years ago. Wow. So I'm assuming as your mage hand pulls the thing out of the box and holds it in front of Baylor to look at the sigil, you realize the bottom of the van brace has a mechanism. There is a small uh, metal tab inlaid to the front of it above a slot, and the bottom is much thicker than standard leather armor, like there's something inside it. It's like an Assassin's Creed. Can I kind of like flip it and maneuver it around and get a better look at it? Maybe even... As you flip it over the mage hand and look down, you can see the sheen of a blade. Oh, baby! Go ahead and spellcraft this, Inori. Spellcraft you see him like... You see him excited about it. A little bit. Give me your hot spellcraft action. Because I gotta think it's magical. It has to be. Absolutely right? magical. I was going to say we should detect that, but it's pretty obvious. At it's this point. very magical. With a 20 26 on spellcraft, yet again, you have found a piece of Talden history. This one's steeped not only in layers and layers of uh, history, but in layers and layers of magic, similar to the Envoy's Ring and Dignity's Barb, and the Banner. And you can only really unlock the highest level of what this thing can do. This blade is a plus three frost mithril spring blade. What? It is a wrist Assassin's Creed blade. This is just made for annoying. It really is. While the blade is extended, any spells that make an attack roll can be channeled through the blade as if it was a free hand. So this, I can spell... Oh, boy. You can absolutely spell combat with it, yes. It has a powerful aura of necromancy on it, and that manifests as a bleed effect as well. Uh, in addition to the regular dagger of a plus three frost mithril spring blade, it does d4 bleed. Every point of damage suffered from this bleed is returned to the wielder as temp HP. Oh my god! I'm slightly aroused right now. So who are we giving it to? Uh, Nell, you want this as like a sidearm? I will kill this whole bunch of this thing! What do you mean slightly? I'm pretty sure if you moved your camera a little bit... <laughs> we'd get we'd kicked, have, off kicked off the channel! <laughs> I mean... 